Hey, Charlize. Hey, Sherry. Have you seen those horrible gamers? Yes. They're hot. Okay, yeah, we're live, guys. Okay, let's just get started. Hey, yo, 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 edit this out. <laughs> you say oh, that every God. time, and I never do. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome. Horrible Gamers Podcast, episode 54. We have our TXL Hollywood Outsiders mashup today. So we're just going to get into this. This might be an awkward show, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, today is May 23rd. Yeah, so um, leave us a voicemail, guys, 504-475-4497. Please leave us a voicemail. Or you can email Sean us with his, uh, Sean, with your uh, I'm Ron Burgundy? It's March 23rd, May 23rd? I'm Ron Burgundy? Burgundy? <laughs> also, um, uh, excuse Scott for interrupting me, a horrible gamers podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Drop us a email or subscribe to us on YouTube, yada, 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 Twitter, at Horrible Gamers. Horrible gamers, everything. Yeah, we're horrible. We know it, and we'll fix that one day. So, let's get started today. Um, I'm your host, Sean, also known as They Call Me Imes, or just call me Imes, whatever you want to call me. You call me Imes, they call me Imes. And I'm joined with, today, Brink of Eternity. So why does the show got to be awkward? Um, not that kind of awkward. I just mean awkward because we, we like put it all together and we got some hosts last minute. Oh, okay. You know. Hi. Oh, it's gonna be awkward because you, you're on actually. Yeah, it's awkward now if it wasn't. Okay, yeah. and we all we all know Brink, and no one really cares. Yada yada. Uh, also, Rob from New Zealand, King of Zed. Hello. Uh, how are you? Um, Pretty good, Rob. I'm not here for long, so. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna get right into it. Uh, and Wingman from the this Xbox Life guys, Wingman seven oh nine. How you doing, Wingman? Hey everybody, what's happening? How you doing? Yeah, pretty good, dude. It's been a weird... It's, I've been listening to you for years, so now you're, like, here. This is cool. <laughs> About time you had me on. Yeah, man. We, we, we've been trying. We've been waiting for, like, a, a week. A while, 55 episodes before you bring me on? What's up? <laughs> oh, that's, that's what a kick, like, what a spit in the face. On <laughs> and we, all, we all came, like, together through, through you guys, so... <laughs> Also, we got us uh, Scott Clark from the Hollywood Outsider. What is happening, Sean? How you doing today, man? What's up, man? Hey, I'm sober this time. Oh, not for long, or what? Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'll be a little bit more sober this time. I wish mm. Hook were here so I could, uh, uh, you know, give him an apology for giving him such a hard time last time. Yeah, he'll get over it. Yeah, you know, he needs right? <laughs> yeah, Rob gives all of us a hard time. If you ever really listen to the way he talks to us, it's so rude half the time. <laughs> I mean, Hulk, Hulk normally passes out about three quarters of the way through and can't remember a thing. So you uh, he, 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 he won't remember what you said last time. Didn't he literally pass out last week? <laughs> yeah, he did actually. First time. Yeah. That was impressive. All right, guys. So. Cool. Let's just jump right into this. We're going to talk The Witcher 3. Rob's on a time schedule. Um, Scott's going to have to hop, hop out a little early as well. But, let's, you guys, let's talk Witcher 3 because I've been playing Witcher 3 all week. Um, I've, I've probably sunk, like, 
I'm say I've sunk about 12 hours into it. I haven't really done anything like at all. Like such a big game. Maybe I'll finish it by the fall. I hope. I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> so I've been playing it. Rob's been playing it. Scott's got some questions. Maybe Wingman and Brink got some questions. I'm sure Brink's gonna talk a lot of shit about it, and then he'll play it in like six months and love it. So. Pretty much. That's my plan. <laughs> so so let's talk Witcher three. It's great, man. Anything else you guys been playing? <laughs> so, so when you say you haven't done much, is this like Dark Souls where you've like been playing it for 12 hours and you've moved maybe 30 yards to the north? No, 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 no. The thing is, you, you get on a map. The map's humongous. Um, you, you know when you're playing Far Cry and you're zoomed in on the map, Far Cry 4, and you see all these chests, you're going around getting them all, and then when you really scale out, you're like, oh, fuck, there's a lot more chests than I thought, like... It's kind of like this, but it's way bigger scope. Way bigger scope. When you zoom out, like your map's huge, and there's these little question marks. And it's if you deceiving. Because the... it's deceiving. Because when you first get onto that wild orchard map, you think, "Oh, it's not that big. What, what are they talking about?" And then when you actually scroll all the way back out, you see that it's just actually one corner of the map. And then the map all of a sudden explodes into this ginormous world that you, at some point, have to go visit every part of. Yeah, it's very similar to, to, I'd say, like, Dragon Age's map, where it's it's broken off into sections. Like, Dragon Age, you start in that first area, you're like, oh, this is this is pretty, this is a decent-sized game, and then you, you realize when, when you go to, like, other sections, there's bigger sections, but I think Witcher is much larger than that. It's it's yeah. supposed to be, oh, shit, it's, it's supposed to be, like... 2.2. 2.2 kilometers, I heard something. Yeah, like, 56 miles... I think it was 52, um, 52 square 50, miles. 52 square miles. And three and a half times the size of Skyrim's overworld. Yeah, that's about right. But it feels like that when you're running around. Although you do seem to travel quite quickly through the actual smaller maps that you get onto. I've only been to uh, Wild Orchard and um, one other one, which I can't remember the name of right now. But there's just so much to do. Same here, man. Same here. Um, I've been... Like, you, you might think the little the little, like... Question marks aren't a big deal, but when you go do over there and you there's like a sunken treasure, you might find some good. Like I've been finding good like gear in those those chests. I haven't found any good gear, but I have been finding good schematics that will make good gear. Yeah, oh. so you you might you might go come across just a piece of paper and you pick up the letter and you just learned a new ability or a new new crafting thing. Okay, yeah. Ims, don't lie, don't lie. How many hours have you spent in the brothel? <laughs> I, I don't know if there is a brothel yet. There's got to be, right? There's several. Several. I haven't had no sex in in The Witcher 3, man, if that's what you're asking. Mm, Not even with yourself. Wow, it's The Witcher 3. It's a difference. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I think it was that awkward part we were talking about. It got weird. It got weird, guys. Hey. I I haven't seen any brothels yet. I've been to one of the biggest cities, and I I can't say I was looking for a brothel, but... Oh, no, there are. There were... were, um, Working girls, shall we say, hanging around the city after about about 6 p.m. at night, asking um, odd questions, which now makes sense as to what you just said. <clears throat> so, the game looks like pretty nice. I guess a lot of people are comparing it to PC, and obviously PC is going to look better. Um, there is actually this save glitch that my roommate keeps getting, which really sucks because he can't save his game. It just it won't manually save. It won't automatically save. He he played for like three hours the other day and lost it all because it couldn't save. So he had no choice but to let himself die. Now that's kind of disappointing. 
that, that's an irregularity more than anything because I haven't had any issues like that. I would say it's, it's uncommon, but he's had it like two or three times. Yeah, so it would be his game. He's done something to trigger it somehow, um, which can happen. I mean, yeah, Lego games are famous for that, but um, they will fix it. Project CD won't let anything go to, go to, go to they won't not fix something like that. Yeah, that's actually a big issue they're well aware of. If you just put save glitch for Witcher 3, it comes up like a bunch of articles. They're actually trying to work on it right now. They're trying to figure out a way to to fix it. But like, there's also a, a, a thing that if you if you leave your game in suspend resume mode, there's a chance you can get a, a save corrupt, a corrupted save file. Yeah, I haven't had that either. I, I, I have not turned Witcher 3 off and since it came out. It's still on I mean, me. And aren't you technically, wouldn't it be like if you were just sitting there with your Xbox on, with it paused? Like, what, Why would that cause an error? I don't, I don't know, but, the, you know, even like Ori and the Blind Forest did that thing where you left it in suspend and resume, and when you came back, it was just a black flashing screen every time. Hmm. Something Super happened. Cool. There's another game that does it as well, which I don't think Dragon Age handles it very well. Is it one of those games where it wants you to be signed into their servers, even though it's single player? I don't think you sign into these servers. I don't. I don't recall, recall signing into their servers. I don't think they have servers. They're only a small little outfit in Poland, though. They'd probably be lucky to have power. There's something with that suspend resume. Hey, um, Wingman. Uh, there was a game a while back. Rob was playing too, where the same thing. Whenever he left it in that, or no, no, his controller. Whenever it turned off and his game froze up or somewhere, somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that was a, that was Max uh, and the Curse of the Brotherhood. I thought. Yeah, yeah. He had issues with that. Was. Mm -hmm. But wasn't that more of a Xbox issue than the game issue? Huh. Um, I don't know. I had the same issue on that one. Um, I don't know what, what the deal was, but I have not seen it myself since then. I think he has, but he's one that always walks away and leaves his game on. Never shuts anything off. So <laughs> could be could be the way the box goes into sleep mode or whatnot. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because the suspend resume mode is such a fascinating thing. Such a little like touch. It's something very simple, but it, it's it's just nice to turn your thing on and your game's just like right there. Like right now, if I turn it on, my, my guy is standing wherever I left him. So it's awesome. It's like you forget. You you go to bed. If if you have forgotten to turn it off, even if you have turned it off. I mean, I, I turn my game my Xbox off at night time and I'll come back. And fire it up and go to Witcher free, and he's still where I was. It's like, oh, well, it's yeah. one of those things that you don't realize how awesome it is until you don't have it. Because I've actually been going back and playing something on Xbox 360 this week, and that's not there. And in Xbox 360, you can't even go back to the main menu without exiting the game. Yeah. You know I've what I mean? That too. Yeah. It's such a nice feature to be able to just pop in back and forth between these different applications. You can't even do that on an Xbox 360, much less like no. just leave where you were. I, I was playing 360 a couple of weeks back, and I, I actually forgot that if you drop back to the menu, your game stops. So I dropped back to the menu to do something, then went back to my game. I thought, oh, that's right, it's lost my game. Right. It's so, like you get used to it on Xbox One. Yeah. So can I ask you guys a couple questions about Witcher 3? Fire, Witcher's, man. I, I have not played it yet, but I'm immensely curious about it. Um, I did not play the original Witcher. I, play, I have Witcher 2, but I played probably at most an hour or two on it, and I got frustrated with the complexity of the combat system. And I've heard they patched that, Red is it Red CD Project? Is it the name of the developer? Yeah. CD Project? Yeah. Uh, like, did a huge patch and they basically rehauled the whole 
combat system, but I'm curious what this game is about in terms of actual gameplay because the only comments that I'm hearing about it are that it looks gorgeous, which is awesome, and that the world is immersive and that the skill trees are super intricate, but I don't really understand what this game is about from a gameplay aspect. Can you guys tell me what it's like to play, what it's like to do the combat, what it's like, you know, what's the play like? So the, the fighting in Witcher 3, I, I played Witcher 2 and I actually never had issues with the, game, the fighting in that game. If you run into a battle in Witcher 3 and all gung-ho like, you will die very quickly. Okay. Um, you, so you have to you have to strategize a little bit. You've got to sort of you know roll in and, and check out the surroundings, see what's there, see where everyone is, uh, because they will attack you three or four at a time and take you down pretty quickly if you let that happen. Okay. So you, you need to you need to have your you need to it's it's best to read about the the monsters that you're about to fight. Cause, so it has like the the um the biography of all the animals and, and, and creatures in the game and the people as well. And so it helps to know what they uh, what their weaknesses are. So like sure. I think the, some ghouls or um, some other water creatures they are susceptible to fire. So you put your fire um, magic on. I can't remember the actual name of it. And you you utilize that to keep them at bay. And so you you fire out you you fire at them. And then as they're burning, you you can move in quickly and, and take them down fairly quickly. But if you do run in head on, uh, they will take you down. Even on the easy levels, you will get taken down if, if you get uh, too gung-ho. So, so is it, you need to stand back. That sounds a lot like a Dark Souls. Or Demon's it is like style. Dark Souls, but it's not as brutal as Dark Souls. So it's kind of on the easier side of, of a Dark Souls com- combat. Okay. Uh, I, I, I got destroyed in Dark Souls and could never get my head around it. So but do you think that you do have to... Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, go ahead. You do have to do a lot of jumping back and rolling around um, so that you're not Mm-hmm. In the line of fire of two or three different monsters, because as I said, they they will all come at you. They don't. It's not a GTA or or, or previous games where if you're being attacked by one, everyone stands back and watches. They 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 all come at you. Okay. So you think this might be like a good catalyst to a more hardcore game like a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne to kind of like get you used to that system and then. Yeah, I think it could be. Okay. I I do I I do because it's very similar where you're dodging. You're swinging. You have to time your swings. If you just go in and start mashing the button, you're gonna swing too early, mm. and then you're gonna get hit. Um, but you can take a lot more damage than you can in a Dark Souls. Dark Souls, you get hit two, two, one time or three times, and you're you're out. Uh, this game, you know, you can lock on your enemies. It, it feels very much like a Dark Souls game, but I, I couldn't get too far in Dark Souls because it was just way too hard. The Witcher is more streamlined for like a your your, you know, just like your average casual like uh, RPG player but it does have a very deep system if you want to dip into it very and you can you, you can ramp up the heart, the hardness as well I'm, I'm playing on one of the easier levels um, my friend Andrew is playing on the second hardest level and he has a lot harder time than than well he, he's probably a better gamer than me because I'm quite terrible but he he um, has a harder time with it because you have to strategize a lot more so fights will take a little bit longer Um and and you do have to be very aware of what you've got in your in your inventory because you do have to keep your health up because it, you will lose it very quickly um, as anything. But um, and yet, I I really like the fighting system. I think it could actually help me go back and play something like Dark Souls or mm-hmm. um, Lords of the Fallen at another point because it's teaching me to be smarter about my fighting, whereas you know something like GTA, you just go in, you get in trouble, you pull out a gun and you shoot them. You, right. don't, you don't have that. You don't have that option here. 
That's encouraging to me because I actually have Bloodborne from Gamefly right now, and I'm scared to death of it, <laughs> to be perfectly yeah. honest. I'm, everyone just raves about how difficult this game is, and I have no idea what to expect, and I've been kind of putting it off on the back burner in lieu of other games. So this that kind of sounds encouraging. That I mean, maybe that could like get me into it a little bit, and then I could attack the the more difficult game. Witcher 2 is very much the same. It's um, probably a little bit more complex than Witcher 2, but the, the downfall to Witcher 2 was that it was brutal in terms of how it threw you into it. It threw you in halfway for a movie, and you were expected to know what to do. Um, whereas if you hadn't played Witcher 1, you really had no idea what you were doing. Well, that was my next question in terms of the story of this, because I have not played the first or the second, but the reviews that I keep reading or hearing about on other podcasts are saying that you don't have to have played the first two in order to... To no. get this one, it's very much a self-contained story. Is that true? I have it. It is. Yeah. And so okay. maybe I'm just a better person to answer that question, but it very much it helps to know the previous story. But mm -hmm. um, they, they touch on things that are in Witcher 1 quite a bit, um, particularly around someone who you're trying to look for um, and a couple of the characters. Um, yeah, she's one of the people you're looking for. There's a few characters that you end up looking for. Um, and I imagine that certain characters from number two who who were, who were key characters in the game will appear at some point in this game. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Iams is probably better to answer, answer that question because I, I have a fairly good knowledge of the previous story. Yeah, I haven't played either of the other ones. I did watch the video on IGN. It was like The Witcher in five minutes, so it went over, you I know, real quickly well. over the first two stories. They do a good job of, like, Talking about what happened, so I haven't. I'm getting an idea of what happened. Um, they do this really cool thing where maybe Rob can help with this. There was like an interview he did with you, and he, was he asking stuff about the old Witcher games and if the choices you made? Yeah, so that's pretty much checking to see if you've played the game before, and if you had, your they ask you pretty key key story questions that you'll remember and you'll answer as to what you did. Like there was a question as, as to um, did you let someone live or die? And that's actually the ending to Witcher 2. Um, so they're trying to find out how you entered Witcher 2 and then the game will progress further. I'm assuming this guy's going to show up at some point in the game if, if he's alive still. So yeah, the, the questions that are asking are very much based on Witcher 2, not so much Witcher 1. But um, again, it does give you a little bit of a background. Um, but that's, that's about as much background as you need. But it does help watching that five-minute video that you watched. Can you talk about this this universe a little bit too? Because, again, not familiar with it whatsoever, but I keep hearing comparisons to Game of Thrones, which is a, a HBO show that I adore. I love that show. And if it's that kind of density and story, that gets me really intrigued. Would you compare it to the Game of Thrones, or is it vastly different? Mm. Yeah, I've never watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's got that like deep drama. But honestly, I haven't really done much of the story. I did a couple missions, and I've been running around just to, like I said, to those undiscovered areas on the map. Like it, there's something in me right now. It's just telling me go over there, go look for this chest, go do, go do this. I haven't done a lot of the story stuff. Uh, the gameplay is is just it's really good, man. It's just it is good. If you want like an RPG like Skyrim ish, just a little more. Deeper than that. I mean, Skyrim was was deep. I'm not saying it wasn't deep, but um, I, I would just... say that. Um, sorry, I'd say that this world is more brutal. It's very brutal in terms of Game of Thrones. So they have that, that same sort of cutthroat mentality. Um, whereas Skyrim probably is a little bit more uh, teenage friendly. This this game is not for teenagers, I would say, and particularly with some of the the the, the 
the actions that happen. I mean, in some of the fights, when you get it right, you're, you're chopping people's um, heads off, you're chopping chopping half their body off. It, it's, it's brutal in that respect, and some of the decisions that you have to make, and some of the decisions that you see made by the Nilfgaard, who are the uh, one of the armies in the game, um, was Nilfgaard a city? Nilfgaard might be a city. Anywho, um, one of the armies in there, because there's a war going on in the background that that's sort of a backdrop to the story. That it's not what you're, the, the war isn't what you're part of. The story that you're playing is not part of the war. Um, but the army people are very brutal. I mean, you'll, you'll walk into a city and, and you'll a city or, or a small township and you'll see people hanging from, from fence posts and stuff because you know, the army are being through there to, and uh, they are you know, punishing people for having an opinion. Uh, yeah, I do like some of the, like, when you're cutting heads off, you might just fight a bunch of enemies, and when you're done, like, taking down this little camp of enemies, you'll see a head over there, a half a body over there, just just parts of bodies just everywhere. Kind of like Shadow of Mordor, if you play that. It's kind of similar. Love a little bit. Yeah, it's, that's it's great, game. <laughs> you said I what, I, need, what I needed to hear. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wingman hates Shadow Mordor. I won't touch this. That's, uh, yeah, that's something I need to hear, too, because I hate that game. Well, I don't mean, like, the combat. It's nothing, like, well, it's nothing like that game at all. It's just in terms of the brutality. The game the game is too complete. The, the complete polar differences. Um, I got a couple of questions also. I was reading in a review recently that the exploration is great, and it, it's... There's cool stuff to, to see, basically, but that you're not really rewarded for that exploration like you are in other RPGs where you'll, you'll you know, travel several miles out in the middle of nowhere and you'll just find a chest and maybe get some loot. Uh, is there any truth to that? Have you, have you found anything cool ex- exploring yeah. that has helped you in the game? Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Actually, when you when you go find those, like I'm saying, there's a bunch of question marks. You go over there. Either it could be a um, it could be like this magic stone where you absorb its power, and when you do that, you get an ability point right off the bat. So I mean, if you find those, you're getting ability points, like a bunch of them. Um, uh, as far as uh, you finding loot, I find I keep finding loot, and it's a little better armor, a little better swords. Uh, you, you find those schematics for building other weapons and other stuff. Like you're only gonna f- find those at those for discovering it. Mm. The mm. thing I've noticed is that the game is very careful about what weapons it gives you. It isn't trying to make you super powerful too early on. So at the moment, I, I've put, I don't know, 15 hours into the game. It hasn't been as much as I wanted to, but anywho. Um, and I'm only up to level 4. And it isn't giving me wow. weapons that, that are making me too, uh, too powerful. So like this, this game would be completely ruined if you if you found a, a sword early on that just massacred anything. So it, it's very it's very um, very careful about what it's giving you. Uh, I would say the reward isn't always obvious when you go into one of those caves because I'll go into a cave and I'll get all these crappy weapons, but I'll pick up the schematic that I can't do anything with. But it's not until I find um, the bits that I need for that schematic to make that, whether it be a sword or or a pair of boots or or, or a shield or well, not a shield. He doesn't use shields. Um, armor, uh, and that's probably where the the, the advantage is later on. So the stuff that you're finding might not be very useful to you at the time, but at some point later on, that weapon, that, that schematic, is going to come in very useful. Hmm. Okay. And in regards to finding a thing that you can use to get a skill point, 
How deep is the skill tree? Are there multiple skill trees that affect your combat? And also, as far as the uh, fire thing that comes out of your hand, are there other types of magic you can do, or is, are you relying on different potions and stuff to give you those abilities? So Geralt, who is a witcher, which is obviously what the game's called, he he's more of a he, he's a monster hunter, but he does have a, he does have uh, a very small ability to do some forms of magic. So he's basically got four magic skills. Uh, one's a mind bending one. Uh, he has fire, which is his main the main one that I use. Uh, he has a pushback, so you can fire out and push enemies away, which becomes very useful when you're being surrounded. And the fourth one, I forget what it is. Uh, it's not one that I use very often. So he has four magical abilities that you can um, progress as you get on. And in terms of the skill tree, there are four sections to the skill tree that are each very deep. Mm-hmm. Like you might have one just for your 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 heavy swing or your, or your lighter swing, and then you have, like, five points to that. So you can put five mm-hmm. points just in your making... Like, I put five points in my um, my fast attack, just my, my quick thing already. Um, yeah, but you level up very slow, man, very slow. I think I'm level six. Um, is that the only time you get a skill point is when you level up? No, no, when you find those things, you get skill or points. Or that. Yeah. yeah so you, the, you know, the skill points... They do build up if you kind of forget to use them, because I, I often do. I don't level up too often. Um, and I, I actually forgot that you do get skill points from those stones that you find. Um, so it kind of explains why I had a whole bunch of them when I went into it the other day. So in what ways can you make your character feel like your own and, and not just every other Geralt? I mean, do you just can you just change your outfits? Can you get a haircut? Can you dye your hair? Can you dye your clothes? That type of thing. One of the things that um, Red City Project are doing is free DLC. So there are going to be 16 bits of DLC that they they release for free, um, and two of them came out this morning, uh, today. Uh, and oh, the two that came, yeah, two that came out today was one was called a beard, a beard and Hair Set. I don't necessarily know what it does. I don't know if it means I can change his hairstyle or change his beard style because uh, there is dynamic beard growth, as we discussed yeah. the other way. Yeah. That's honestly a selling point for me. I just think that's mm. so cool. In the very beginning of the game, you got like a like a you got like a you know a grown beard. You go to this area, and they make you shave. Like to meet oh, this guy, no, you have to that. shave, so you get shaved, right? And then from that point, every time you see a cut scene, you'll be a cut scene. You'll have a little more hair, you know, a little. Mm. And it, is, it does grow. It does, yeah. It grows. But um, at the moment, my girl has a full-on beard. I don't know if I can shave it or not. But I, the, the set that came out today would suggest that I can change his beard style and his hairstyle. It was a new set of armor that I got as well. Uh, in terms of the armor around the place, man, you, you find so much different forms of armor. You can change. You, you know, there'll be generic Geralts out there, but there'll be there will be people out there who customize the crap out of their girl and, and go out and look for these schematics and try and get a different color. And uh, I don't think you can control the colors that, that, that this, the schematics make, but it's very it's customizable. But at the end of the day, you know, girl's girl. It's always going to be the same character, but you can make him look a little bit different. Yeah, you're a witcher, man. They, it's like nobody likes you. They, they literally spit on you as you're passing, just yeah. like spitting on you, calling you like a what? freak and whatever. But Drop they want metal? you to help them come in and like slay these. Mo- I mean, mm. I've seen some pretty cool monsters, man. I mean, there was like this dragon with like ram horns on it. 
he just came down. He was like a level. No, he didn't have a level. He had question marks. Instead of showing a level, it had question marks. He came mm, down. That's when you run, dude. He, I could run, run, dude. He was flying. He landed down and killed me. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Does this, um, does this entice any of you guys? No, I, I, I definitely want to play this game. It's, it's not something I'm, I'm planning on jumping on right away, but it's going to be like I did with Dragon Age, where I, I kept it for, for when I needed that type of game. And I think I will play it, and I'll probably enjoy it quite a bit. I like the whole premise. I like the way it looks. I like I like how you talk about the combat, where you have to do your timing and that kind of deal. Like I love that. I'm glad it's not you just hold A and and swing your sword. Yeah, you have a heavy and a light yeah. attack, and if you go in there just swinging, you'll you'll be you'll be missing the enemies, and then they'll they'll hit on. Just like in Dark Souls, you swing too early, and then they then they hit you afterward. Like you just you know it right away when you swung. Like oh, I swung too early. Yeah. And are there, are, is there parrying and blocking and that type of deal? Yeah. So it has a very good counter counter um, deal with the, with the attack. So you, you do need to parry, and if you parry at the right time, you'll, you'll, you'll push their the, the weapon away and you'll get a free strike at them, and you can do some significant some damage during that point. So if you get your timing right, um, the game rewards you. I did one where I parried, which made, I hit the sword away, then I just kicked the guy in the chest and then cut his head off. Yeah. That's when you get the timing right. That, that's in slow motion. motion. Yeah, it was awesome. Mm. Pretty good. So I'm like, I'm like right on the fence on this game. I, I was this close today going to the store and picking it up because I got some gift cards to cash in. And I've just been holding off because I got such a backlog. But, man, the more I keep hearing people talk about this, the more I need to play this game. It just sounds immensely intriguing to me. But it's, It is. It's a big game. So if, if, you're, if you're ready for that commitment... Yeah. I'd say yes. If you're like, oh, I got a couple games coming out. I'm playing a couple games right now. Maybe you could wait. Do you guys like Hearthstone? Yes. There's a game in, a in here. I haven't played it yet, but I've been hearing from multiple people that is as good as Hearthstone. So like Quart or something. It's, it's called called Gwent, I think. Gwent. Gwent. So there's like cars. You're actually going around when you, when you meet them. Um, I haven't played it. I just I didn't want to. It's too complex. I didn't want to learn a whole game inside of a game right now. Um, but when you're walking around and you find merchants, sometimes they have a card or two for sale. You can buy it for your deck, which is yeah, kind of cool. Do, you need to do that because the once you get to that second city, the you, you just get you get destroyed in those games. Uh, I I won my first one, and then the next I haven't won one since because my deck just sucks. Your what? My deck. My <laughs> deck cards. <laughs> oh boy. Nice. Name the show. My, my dick cards. My dick um, cards. I got a, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. How, I'm not an RPG type of guy, but I've just actually started playing Neverwinter, and I actually really like it. And I'm considering to actually dive into Elder Scrolls. Is The Witcher that type of game, or is it something other different than what Neverwinter or Elder Scrolls is? Well, it's definitely not an MMO. Uh, actually, Neverwinter is a very complex game. It took me you know, a couple hours to even understand what was going on. But, I mean, Neverwinter is more of just going around doing endless, like, fetch quests, in, in a sense, but just getting XP, getting XP, getting XP. Um, Witcher is more about the story, I guess, and exploration. And just, you're not... You're not really in it for the leveling up because, like I'm, like I'm saying, you're gonna level up maybe once every two or three hours. Very slow. It's not gonna scratch that same itch. Yeah, I've seen somebody posted a, a picture in the group, and it was that a side quest in The Witcher Three 
has more deep of a story than the entire <laughs> game of Destiny, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Yes, yeah, it's, it's also funny. Well, that's not saying much against Destiny. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But those those <laughs> fetch and grab side quests, those get old real quick. I mean, that's what I've been doing in Dragon Age re- recently, and I'm just like, man, I kind of just want to do the story for a while. But I hear the side quests in this game are actually keep you interested and you, and you want to find out what happens and, and that type of deal, which is really cool. Dude, there's some interesting quests, and there is definitely some interesting monsters that you'll be slaying, and then you'll grab their tongues and throw them in your bag. I don't even know what half the shit does. I'm just looting shit and sticking it in the bag. Tongues, <laughs> heads, brains, <laughs> uh, bones, uh, plants, oh, whatever. I just I don't even know what my... What brain my, body parts? I, I know that you can... They're worth nothing later. I have no idea, man. I, I, I haven't really dug into the crap. There's a lot of stuff to like get to learn if you really want to. Is there a so limit to how much stuff. you can carry? Do you have to yes. over-encumbered encumbered or whatever? You do get, you you get over-encumbered over, 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 Yeah, that happens a lot. Um, you, you, you do have to... Yeah, I've got, I need to find out what a lot of that stuff does because there's a lot of alchemy stuff that you pick up along the way and I need to be using it so that I can stop overburdening myself so quickly. Mm, yeah, see, if you're playing a normal or, if you're playing a normal or below... You can meditate at any point, and when you meditate, you just choose a time that you want to, like, oh, I want to, you know, meditate till noon or midnight, whatever. You come back, and you have all your health back, and you have your, if you have any bombs or potions, um, or certain potions, they'll regenerate. Other than that, if you're playing on hard, like my roommate's playing it on hard, like he doesn't have that, he can just eat bread and apples and all that shit and get a little bit of, <laughs> he gets such, so little health from, from eating stuff, it's not even funny. Where as Conan and Brian pointed out, chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. chicken sandwich. Man. Yeah, I had chicken sandwiches. I ate a bunch of those. Has anyone had sex on a unicorn yet? Uh, no, that, that happens quite later on in the game. Not I assume. You think you think they stick it up front? Like the boss dude. fight. The boss <laughs> fight. It's your reward for killing a boss. No. It, just, it just sounds dangerous. There's a certain <laughs> thing on those unicorns that you want to stay well away from. Yeah. Depends on how you go at it. Yeah, maybe you don't. Maybe you like that sort of thing. I don't know. <laughs> Just make sure, yeah, you're on the back end of the unicorn and not on the front end, because that could end <laughs> badly for you. Right. Um. Mm. Uh. What else you guys want to talk about, Witcher? Anything? Any, any questions? Because I'm. I, I've. I've absorbed so much in this last couple of days. I. It's all blur. Like I forgot what I've done. The dynamic weather, the dynamic weather in the game is brilliant. Yeah, yes, really yes. well. It's it's like you'll start a mission. Like you'll you'll see the storm coming as you you're going into a town, and then you'll start a mission. And most missions are pre-recorded, so you know they 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 play the cinematic that doesn't necessarily take in the surroundings. But you'll you'll start a mission, and, and you'll still see that storm coming um, whilst you're setting up the the prologue for the mission. And then you'll you'll go into that mission and you'll walk right into the middle of that storm. So that I just find those little things really add to the atmosphere of the game, and it does very well. Does a very good job at creating a, a fantastic atmosphere. All right, yeah. Let's get into this. Um, I was talking about this other earlier. Uh, I've been watching these comparison videos. Yeah, I watch them just for the fun of it when I'm bored. My wife's shopping. I'm in the parking lot. Whatever. So I watch these comp- graphics comparison videos, and the first one I watch is uh, by IGN. 
and they showed PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Now, the PC and PS4 versions look pretty similar. They both look very pretty. And then it would show the Xbox One version. It just looked like a blurry... It, it was like going from a current-gen game to a, a game on the 360. It was that drastic. And then just today, I watched the Digital Foundry video between the PS4 and the Xbox One, and they look literally identical. Hmm. So I'm like, what's going on here? It makes no sense. So my question is, graphically, how does this game compare to all the other games we currently have uh, on current gen? I say it looks pretty good, man. It took me a while to get used to the frame rate in the beginning. The cutscenes are all a little bit choppy. Um, it does have some mo motion blur. I, I turned my TV settings on smooth. I put that that smooth, you know, that smooth motion, whatever true motion, like all the way up, uh, which is, it's okay. In this kind of a game, I could do it because I don't have to shoot. I don't need the precise aiming, but it, it looks good, man. I mean, some of it looks tr like tremendously better than a lot of stuff I've seen. Like, is it is it prettier than Dragon Age? Dragon Age is more of a stale world. Dragon Age looks really pretty, and you're in some areas that look, like, spectacular. But it's a very static world. Hmm. Witcher is a more, like, living world. When you're running around the trees, the trees look real. The, sh the, sh the way, th like what Rob's saying, all of a sudden you'll, he you'll hear the wind just... You'll, you'll feel the trees start picking up, and they're blowing everywhere, and then it, it'll just start raining on you. And it just it feels like you're in a storm. So it yeah, so it's it's prettier in in a whole other on a whole other level, basically. It is. And and this is a game that does plays better if you're using a headset. Because you, you pick up on a lot of things that you wouldn't necessarily pick up on, on a sound bar or on, on a surround sound unless you've got it up really loud. Uh, I find this game is really immersive when, when you have it when you're playing it with the headset. Um, and um, in terms of how it looks, for me, I, I think this is the best-looking game that I've seen on Xbox, three, on Xbox One as a whole. I think there are aspects of Dragon Age that do look better. Uh, some of the long shots in Dragon Age are amazing. But then um, in the very first scene in, in, in Witcher, I, I took a couple of photos of just standing out on the balcony, out look, looking out across the mountain range, and that was a really that, they, they were done really well. So I do think it's better than Dragon Age on a whole, a, a visually. It's certainly the best-looking game I've played, and, and this is the best game I've ever played on console. The best game you've ever played on a console. Yeah. It's good, man, because this is the game you said that was going to do that. I'm, I'm glad. I'm really glad that it lived up to your expectations because you've been saying this ever yeah. since it started like pushing it off. After Dragon Age, I was really worried because Dragon Age didn't live up to my extremely high expectations, but Witcher 3 has, has delivered further than what I was expecting. That's crazy. Um... Yeah, so I mean that's The Witcher. I give it two thumbs up. I have not done much in this game. It's gonna take me a while. Um, I'll be playing this at least until Batman comes out, which I have a I got a PC code for that. So hopefully I'll have a I'll have that running. I'll be able to play Batman. Uh, and bring here's the selling point for you. I'm just I just got a message from uh, from Andrew who's who's watching on our live stream. Um, the beard and hairstyles you can change to what you want. So if that's the point you're waiting for, then it's been told to that's me that good. it happens. That's good news. <clears throat> to, just hearing about the epic size of this game, it's a little daunting. 
That's why I say I want to save it. I gotta, I gotta have like a month cleared out just to devote to this game because I can't play a game like this for a few days and then move on to something and then come back because I'll forget what happened. I'll forget all the controls and it just completely pulls you out of the immersion. Mm. No, this is definitely a game you want to see a good chunk of time aside for. I mean, I don't expect to be playing anything until anything else full time until August September. This will be me done for for a long time. Um, looking at, it looks like the main means. Looks like if you just streamline the story, it's actually only about thirty hours. But even so, streamlining if you, that, that's a long time just for the story alone. Yeah, that's longer than most stories out there. Some yeah, the rushed somebody who speed runned it, twenty nine hours seven minutes. Good grief, that's but still a long time. Yeah, I'm that's expecting. Still... I'm expecting at least two hundred hours before I I, I finish maybe finish the story. And you can still play this game after you finish the story, unlike Witcher 2, where you finish the story, you're done. It's it. Story. Game finishes. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it... I think it did that in State of Decay. I finished it, and it's kind of like... Uh, I don't know. I don't like when stories... I don't like when games, the last mission comes, and you're not sure it's the last mission, but once you're in it, it's like, oh, the game's over? I kind of wanted to take my time, you know? It's not like they said, oh, here's this is the point of no return, like some games do. Just like, I just... Dragon Age did that to me. I got in the last but, mission, I didn't know it was, and then the game was over, and I was like, oh, I don't really want to go back now. Witcher 2 did that. You sort of... You, you go into that, la- that what turned out to be the last mission thinking, oh, there's a couple of things I want to go back and do. Maybe it did warn you. I can't remember, but I know that I finished that game and I couldn't go back and do some things that I didn't do. Okay, so The Witcher 3, man, you guys play it. Brink, my, you might want to wait because you're playing Dragon Age right now. It's like the same kind of commitment. And to go from that to Witcher, man, that's overload. Understand. Yeah, man, I've been, what I've been doing with that is just doing like half, I'll have this allotted time to game and I'll just do half of that Dragon Age and then half whatever whatever other game I, I need to get done and that, that's been working pretty well. So. Anything Maybe else, I'll Rob? I'll do something similar. On uh, Witcher? Um, no, don't think so. I think I think we've discussed it pretty well. I mean, if, if you're into RPG um, fantasy games and this, this will tick all the boxes. By all means, if you're a Skyrim fan, you'll probably love this game. Yeah, agreed. All right, sold. You got you sold me. Yeah, you, it's easy to sell stuff to Sky, man. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm an easy sell. You know, yeah. someone, someone sold him on Bloodborne. You know, he said he only got through the first five minutes. <laughs> um, I've just got a message from the hospital, so I have to go. Okay, um, Rob. We will catch you guys next time. Good to. Meet you, Scott, and nice to see you. Uh, yeah, nice, to, oh, well. nice to meet you, Rob. Hope everything goes okay, man. Take care, Rob. Sweet. Cool. Bye, Rob. See you later, Rob. Uh, Scott, you got a jam pretty soon? Uh, pretty soon. I got a couple minutes left. I'm just waiting to hear word, but uh, I can still go if you don't mind. Sure, man. If you want to talk, if you want to talk, um, uh, well, if you guys want to talk about what you've been playing, man, go for it. I haven't been playing too much new. I told you last time I, I was there, I, I'm, I just uh, still working through Far Cry 4. Uh, oh, yeah. Second time, second time through that. I actually just finished up all but five of the achievements right before I hopped on here. So, uh, right at the tail end of that, I plan on hopping back into Bloodborne a little bit, and apparently now, <laughs> Witcher Three, which I'm gonna probably have to pick up. Sometime. So you, you're an achievement guy. Wingman's an achievement guy. Wingman, what's your score? Like two hundred thousand? 
I'm not an achievement guy, but yes, I just busted 200,000 recently. I'm not an achievement guy. I just busted <laughs> 200,000. Okay. I just happen to have a ridiculous score. I'm an achievement guy, and I just hit 110. So, <laughs> Yeah, but Wingman's buddies, man, they're the achievement hounds, and, and they got some high scores, I think. Yeah, they take yeah, it all to three the of them are over 400,000, though. They don't play games that fun. They play to points. And the reason I'm at 200,000 is because I used to, you know, back when we were – the, the original Xbox podcast, and Kyle and I were doing that show with Brun, you know, Kyle and I got into a competition, and he, he was always talking about how he was going to be ahead of me, and I, I took the challenge, and it was like a week later, I was ahead of him and tried to stay there, and I just got tired of playing games for points, and I played garbage games, so I gave up on it, and um, so, I mean, that drove me way up, up the food chain, and uh, then I stopped doing it. Now I'll still go for achievements, and I do enjoy doing achievements, but it's only in games that I really enjoy. So, um, but yeah, the achievement hounds—they play for points. <laughs> I, I play, points enjoy the game. Montana game, so I have no shame. Yeah, Wingman got. So I, can, um, I never did that, but I did do the Avatar. But that was only two minutes. You got a hundred percent of the Titanfall ones. Wow, that's impressive. That took a lot of time. Gen 10, man. <laughs> Rep that shit, man. Gen 10, baby. That's right, but it was all boosted, so it I still took gen. a long time to boost that stuff. I got to Gen 1.5. Yeah, that's about where I was. 1.5. The game's so good, though. Now, did you, guys, did you guys play it? So you guys played it when it first came out, Yep. and then did you ever go back to it? I haven't yet, but I would love to. I'd love to. My my problem is with a with a multiplayer game like that is the reason I jumped on it so early on is because everybody that was in it wasn't an expert on it already. So I felt like I was a little bit of an even keel with everybody. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm not like the best yeah. first person shooter uh, player. So I, I you know I, I like games that have more of a even Steven aspect to them. And since everyone was brand new to Titanfall when that came out. I went headstrong into it. I got to was it fifty or level fifty to get to the first next gen? Is that what right. it is? Um, got yep. that and it was feeling really good. Started over. Really liked the progression. I haven't touched it since, and I know that if I went in there, I'd just get my butt handed to me nonstop. Well, they've yeah. they've added so much stuff to that game that if you went back today, it's completely different. It's like it's it's a complete game now. It's like this is what should have shipped. But they have a mode in there now called Frontier Defense. It's essentially it's a horde mode. So you go in there with three other buddies and you're taking on AI and you're just trying to defend this like one tower and sure. they send in, you know, the troops and the, the Titans at you and oh my goodness. And you will you will rank up so fast in that mode. And that's what really propelled me. Uh, I think I got I went from like Gen five to Gen six in like one day, just oh, wow. from that mode. It unbelievable, and I just kept going. It it got me hooked. So um, if you haven't played it in a long group. time, go back to it. We should put together a group because uh, I, I it's it's fun to play, but it's more fun to play with people that you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We should organize something fun. there. Uh, I am. Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, you don't like Titanfall? No, no, it's nothing against Titanfall. I would be down for a couple games, but it's like right now I'm I got the games that I'm about to play and our playing are so dedicated. But I'd be down to play like like a couple hours maybe. Yeah, yeah that would that would be kind of fun. We we'll, we'll have rage quit by then anyway. So it's yeah, like, when we when it first came out, we we <laughs> set up a um, TXL versus the HGP things. We had like a 
we had a uh, we had a Mark and a couple of his guys on on one one squad, and then us on the other, and we played some death match and stuff. It was kind of fun. Nice. I miss yeah, the days of of online multiplayer that is that is evenly matched. I, you can call me an old fart, whatever, but I, I love Gears of War because nobody has any advantage outside of skill. That game is perfectly balanced. The levels are exactly mirrored mm-hmm. to each other. Nobody, no matter how many hours you put into it, you're not having better weapons. You're not having any better loadouts. It's just skill against skill, and I I love the purity of Gears of War online multiplayer. Well, I feel like what that came down to was back then they weren't trying to sell you on getting better gear in multiplayer. Right. So now now you can just pay to get that OP gun and just own everybody, even mm-hmm. if you don't have the skill. Yep. Yeah, there's something about that I like. I like to unlock stuff. I think that's the most exciting thing about Call of Duty. It's ex- just, you know, just constant sounds. You know, like even Witcher, when you when you when you beat a um, side quest, or you you play a side quest and you finished it, or if it does this sound, it's just like you know, in Skyrim when you beat something, it's like oh, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. It's very similar to that. Very pleasing, man. It just it it just it just it just can you, can you recreate that the sound with your mouth? What? Like, just make the... What does it sound like right now? I don't I remember. It's, it's, it's very, it's very oh, similar to that Skyrim one. It's just... Rah! Just Ooh, a, like... So with like a... Yeah, with like a with like a drum behind oh, it. Like, real quick. Uh, it, just, it, it massages yeah. that right, right spot of the brain where you just need... You need to be, sim- like, stimulated. It's great, mm. man. That like sounds it. great. And Call of Duty does that, too. It's constantly making sounds and throwing shit at you. So you're like... It's, just, it's good. You know? Crackdown does that. Crackdown? Crackdown? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know. I know. Crackdown's I will probably... probably the best game on the 360, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably I'll probably play the new one. Just by the time I was like really even thought about it, it was when they gave you that Crackdown. Oh, hey Scott, man. Oh, say goodbye, man. I started. I started to bail on you guys, but I do gotta go. I got company coming over, so thanks yeah, so much for having me. Brink, nice to meet you finally. Too. Hope to chat with you guys in the near future. Have a nice night, okay? Hey, hey, where can these guys find you? Oh, we are at the Hollywood Outsider Podcast. Our uh, website is thehollywoodoutsider.com. Oh, we've got a Facebook group, which is uh, the Hollywood Outsider. Uh, please check us out. We got a we got a pretty decent podcast, uh, all about movies, TV, entertainment, that kind of thing. Give us a shout, and we have an upcoming game podcast called the Gaming Outsider, which we uh, actually launched a pilot episode today. Uh, which will be up on our group here in the near future. I'm trying to get some feedback from from people to see what they think about it, and uh, hopefully that will be launching uh, on or around E3 time. So keep in your eye for that. I'll be awesome. I'll be uh, looking forward to that. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good evening. Okay. Hey, later, Scott. Scott. What, what were we talking about? I forgot already. Uh, we're talking about Titanfall. Okay. Crackdown. 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 Audio so, stimulation. Was Crackdown like very similar to like the the Saints Row Four? That's what I heard. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of that open world superpower, and you know you got to go after the orbs and stuff, and it, it powers you up. I, I actually think Saints Row Four, you know, they stole that from Crackdown, but it's just crazy over the top fun, man. And you can co-op it. You ever want you ever play it, man? Just let me know. I'll boot my 360 up and put it in. <laughs> I'll run around with you. It's a co-op thing. 
Yeah, you can play it in co-op or single player. Yeah, because I'm looking forward to seeing about whatever the new one is. I definitely will. I'm, I can already tell you I'm pretty much already sold on it. So hopefully they show that at E3. This E3 could be like a knowing that the the, the consoles have been out for you know how long have they, have they been out? Almost two years. A year and a half. Wow, do you time time flies, man? I remember when you guys had the um on TXL. I remember when you guys had all the community on, and you had that like five months to launch deal. It seemed like like not that oh, long yeah, ago, man. I listen every week. I was so hyped for the Xbox to come out. I listen to you guys talk about it. Get all excited while I'm driving around in my truck at work. Dude, that seems. I remember that. It's like five months. It's gonna come out in five months. We're like, oh, five months is so long. And now we've had it for a year and a half, and that's crazy. That's crackdown, though. Have fun. Just to go back to that real quick. That game always really interested me from a distance. And I really, really wanted to like it and get into it. I, mean, I, I liked the lightheartedness of it and the, the pacing of it and all that. What frustrated me the most was the controls. For some reason, I just could not click with the controls. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward for them to reveal a new one. And, and I know it's just going to be improved in every single way, and, and I'm pretty excited about it. Hopefully we'll see that at E3. Yeah, you're oh, I hope so. That was... That was the best news, in my opinion, from last year. Crackdown. Yeah, everyone was excited. It seems like the people who really loved Crackdown, it's like, I, I've heard on a lot of podcasts that it's like, oh, Crackdown, they announced our Crackdown. It's going to be, like, uh, Sean Freeman from um, ZombieCast and, and Knuckleballer, he was all excited. He's a gamer. He doesn't game. He's not like us to just game every day, but he was super excited about Crackdown. And I've heard a couple other people, too, who were just, was like, Crackdown. So I'm like, what am I missing? What am I missing? <sighs> I guess I'll learn, man, soon enough. Yeah, you heard that, right? Was that? Did you hear that? Yeah, what is that? Just the orb. Oh, it's got that. Oh, so it's got that. It's got that. That's what it's you on. This is sounds. That's my like text. That. I even got the agility orb uh, from Xbox. That's my text message sound. <laughs> I've had that forever. I remember that when that guy was wearing the the shirt, didn't it? Or was it? What was it? He was was he wearing a shirt, or did it? Was it something on? He, there was like a banner, and it had like the Crackdown logo somewhere in there. It was and on it, the dashboard for the Xbox One. Oh, that's that was it, and everyone was speculating. Is it going to be Crackdown in that May preview? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I can't, that's what yeah. we were talking about. Those previews, you know, when they put that dashboard up. That's everything that's on that dashboard is there for a reason. They don't, you know. So I, I knew it was not a mistake. I knew Crackdown was coming when I saw that. Yeah, yeah, de definitely. They're, they don't just put random shit on there. Hey, uh, right. <laughs> uh, Brunswick is in our YouTube chat here, and he says uh, some people have been asking if they should go with The Witcher Three or Dark Souls Two. What would you do if you could only get one? Uh, okay, Brun. Hey, what's up, Brun? Um, uh, what I, it depends. If, if you're a glutton for punishment, if you want a challenge, you want Dark Souls. If you want a story and exploration, then you want Witcher. Dark Souls is way too hard for me. I didn't get very far into it, and, and it's just, it's very complicated in a way where, where you, you legitly have to be like a master at that type of game. It's, it's some, some sort of like... So it's not something you play to relax, whereas Witcher... No. No. Is in a way. <laughs> no, you might play. It might take you 
two hours to get through like 50 feet. Like you're fighting the same, trying to get past these enemies. And yeah, if you want a challenge, yeah, that that's what I'd say. If you want the challenge, you want you want Dark Souls. If you want, which Witcher is not super easy, but it's definitely more accessible to your average gamer. I play it. I'm not the best at games at all. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate Brun stopping by. That's pretty awesome. That's because Wingman told him to. Thanks, Wingman. <laughs> what, what have you been I playing, Wingman? Our, I just told our community that uh, I was on here, so... Yeah, no, nobody wants to come and watch our YouTube thing. It's too weird. We got to set up a, a Twitch um, Twitch thing like you guys got. We might have to find a way to do that. We might have, to, like, even if we got to use Skype. We just had so many problems with Skype that it was becoming yep. an issue. But, I mean, it seems like this is a little more stable, but the whole streaming to YouTube thing kind of sucks because you have to go on the YouTube page and keep refreshing the page, and nobody wants to watch us on YouTube. Sad. Sad face. <laughs> so, Wingman, what have you been playing, dude? Um, I've been out of town a lot lately, but uh, when I have been around, the only thing I'm playing right now is Neverwinter, which really has surprised me because I am not an RPG player. Uh, it's just, and I am so lost in this game. I, I, I just, there's so many things I don't get and don't understand, but yet I'm having a blast. My only complaint about this game is I'm, I, I want my horse to be faster because I'm so tired of going back and forth, back and forth, and it just takes forever. <laughs> um, that that is one reason why I don't like these types of games is just just constant wandering around and you're always going back and forth through the same area. And I think that's one thing I thought about this the other day. You know, first-person shooters always get kind of a bad rap because they're so on rails or linear, and you you know you don't get that exploration. But I but in that I'm always going into something new. I'm always going in. You're never backtracking. You're always going into a new room, a new environment, a new building, a new city, whatever. On these things, yes, you do get to progress from different areas, but it's like you're in an area and you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, so many times until you're done with all your like you said, fast uh, quest fetch you know, in that section, and then you get to move on to the next area, then you just repeat the same thing, so I get so tired of walking back and forth, but that's like my only complaint on the game. Um, I can't believe how much I'm enjoying it, and I'm surprised that I'm actually considering pre-ordering Elder Scrolls, but uh, I really don't know if I want to do that. I'm really worried about it. I don't want to put the money down. I'm very you know, that, and it's just not, that's not me. So I'm kind of, I think I want to just hang out with Neverwinter and just keep playing it because, first of all, it's free. Um, to dump yeah. $60 in a sub that's not my genre, I don't know. Man, this is why I don't understand why more games like this have not adopted the wonderful, beautiful system in Diablo where you just press right on the D-pad and teleport back to whatever town you're in, in the moment at the moment. Oh, Diablo's awesome. In Neverwinter, yes, I, I believe love... I believe you need a special item that that's like a one-time use in order to teleport back to that town. Yeah, there's um there's teleportation items. I think you have to buy them. I did get a couple. Um, it takes you back to the Protector's Enclave, but then yeah, that I used it like twice and they were gone. And I 
I, I think you can buy more, but I'm not sure where. And I'm not sure if it's with real money or not, uh, or with in-game money, but yeah, it needs that, you know, because sometimes I'm like, I just want to, I'm trying to do something, I, and I had the same thing, I actually played Destiny last night, because um, I was going through some of the, the, what is it, the House of Wolves, mm-hmm. so I was, I actually played that last night, and, and it's the same thing with Destiny, it's the same way, it's like, you're going through the same yeah. thing over, back and forth, back and forth, and uh, Bron made a good point yesterday when I was playing with him. He's like, oh, so their new maps on the second DLC is just to make you go backwards through yes. the ones you've already gone through. Yep. And I was like, he's right. They're, all these are just going backwards through maps we've already played. It's a um, trick. And you, so you're just going, yeah, and it's just like I'm so tired of going to orbit. Then why do you have to load to orbit, and then you got to load to the to the tower or to the reef? You, you know, it's like it's like... It's twice you have to load into a, a an area, th- which I'm like, oh, it just annoys me. <laughs> I think what it's really doing while it's loading is actually matchmaking, and that's why it takes so long because obviously it, it should be able to load the assets of the tower almost instantly. It's a tiny little area, but it has to matchmake you into that social space behind the scenes. But so it, it's just showing you flying. You know, even going to space or into orbit, it's just yeah. you. You know, but it takes, and you got to do that, and then you're like, oh, well, where do you want to go? Why can't I, if I just say I'm going to orbit, why can't I just set my destination and go there? I don't care to see the spaceship. To me, that's all fluff, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they're doing in the background, but, um, you know, I'm like, so now, right now, like with Destiny, I'm getting close to level, finally hitting level 30, and now I'm trying to do all this running around looking for helium to get the stuff upgraded, and I hate doing that stuff. It's like, oh, you got to go find all these elements, but then you got to fight all these guys, you know. And it's like, I just want to get it and move on, you know. It's so all the back and forth is driving me nuts in that game too. So it's a very but, um, very grindy. Yes, and I, I I hate grinding stuff out, and that's why I'm worried that Neverwinter is going to turn into the same type of thing. Um, what level are you in Neverwinter? Oh, am I still here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He drops and came back. Oh, okay. All of a sudden, everything just went like show's over. Oh, you um, cleared up. Probably... His voice cleared up a little bit. Okay. It might have been so, on. Oh, well, it could be on. It's probably on my side. But um, yeah, I just I get tired of the grinding. I don't want to do that all the time. I just want to play and have fun. And I don't know if Neverwinter is going to turn into a grind and. That's why I don't know if I want to put the money on Elder Scrolls, but I, I kind of feel that itch to play something new, and there's mm-hmm. nothing coming out till September is the first time a game comes out that I have any interest in buying. So I got um, nothing to play this whole summer. I think the point of like Neverwinter is the grind. Like Neverwinter. Whoa! Now I got us. Echo. Echo. I went away. Um, I think the point is the grind. I, I think that is the point. I'm not sure. MMOs, same thing with Destiny. It's just it's all about the grind. Like you know, when you go to this area, those enemies will be there. Go a little further, those same enemies will be over here. It's just like, yep. mm, I think Elder Scrolls would be the same, but it looks like it'd be a lot bigger, and it would obviously look a lot nicer than uh, Neverwinter. Um, I got can... to level 16 or 17 in Neverwinter, and it's it, it is the same thing as Destiny. You're running back to the same areas. Grinding on the same enemies, just just doing side missions so you can rank up or and whatnot or get materials. So, what level are you at, Neverwinter, Mark? 
Um, I think it's 41. Wow. Okay, so here's my question to you. I know from the little experience I have with it that those stupid tyrannical lock boxes are irresistible. So I want to know. Oh, I think we lost them. Mark bought some. I think Mark bought some. So I want to know how much real-world money you've spent so you can open up some tyrannical lock boxes. <laughs> okay, well, just you know, I, I lost half of that. Just you started the question, everything. I, I got booted from it, but it I, I was just saying because I know from the little experience I have that those things are irresistible. They pop up. They're so pretty. It tells you what you could possibly win inside of them, and it's it's real hard not to just be like, okay, I'll just spend a few bucks. I'll get a key. I'll open this one lockbox, and and see what yep. I get. So how much have you spent on this game? I I have only spent ten dollars because my biggest concern is I got sucked into that on Mass Effect 3 in a yes, big yeah. way. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't even want to know how much money I spent on Mass Effect 3, those Spectre boxes, but um, these things, yep, I had like 84 of those fell dragon boxes all purpley. <laughs> hey, yeah. legendary items! And I'm like, I kept just getting rid of them because I'm like, I know if I start buying something, I'm going to continue to do it. I've been there. So, but... I wanted a mount. I got so tired of... So I'm like, you know what? Let me just... What's the cheapest amount of money I can spend? And uh, at the time, I think all I could find was like 10 bucks. I think there is five now. I think I did see that. It's kind of hidden at the bottom. It's not in the top where it should be, but there's like $10. So I'm like, I buy 10. I spent 10 bucks. Got like nine keys is all I got for $10. And I opened up nine boxes, and I'm like, I didn't get nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's I got a bunch of stuff, but it's like there's nothing here that I'm like, oh, this was crafting awesome. This was stuff, right? Crafting stuff. Yeah, it's stuff I don't even. And at the time, I had no idea what it even is. So there might have been something good, but I had no clue. But I didn't get a mount, um, and I know I can buy a mount, but they want fifteen dollars to buy the cat, which does move a lot faster than my horse. But I'm just not paying fifteen dollars for amount and people will say people come at me and say but the game's free and I'm like that's fine and I, I already gave them some money and I would give them more but fifteen dollars for amount is insane in my mind I can't if it was five dollars I could do it and I, I and I could give them five dollars here and there you know because and say you know I could give them up to sixty bucks because I've definitely played more than sixty dollars into this game uh, or played you know I've got the value but the, the, the prices in this game are so expensive that that's why I won't do it. I just won't get sucked into it. And then you'll be standing there in the town. You'll see a dude just roll on by in a big old spider. It's like, how much <laughs> money did you drop in this game? Nope. <laughs> oh, I yeah. mean, the, the economy in this game is insane. I mean, yes, technically, you could just grind to get everything for free. But, we're, I mean, it's requiring, like, hundreds of thousands of these specific materials that will probably take you hundreds of thousands just to buy one damn package from the store. Hundreds of thousands of hours of playing this damn game. So it's, yeah, if, like you want, can if you want something like that, you got to spend money. Yeah, I can, I can train my horse, and I guess he'll get faster, but it takes like half a million astral diamonds or something like that. Yeah, I got it. like 60,000 after 40 hours of gameplay. <laughs> like, how, yes. you know, how many hours? have to put to get those diamonds, you know? It's insane. 
I wonder if, since this game has come out on console, if anybody has grinded up to that point where they've actually been able to purchase something without spending real money. I highly doubt it, even if they've been playing every day. Well, I think I think the trick to it is doing the daily dungeons and the daily skirmishes. I believe that's where you get the, the big diamond payouts and stuff. But um, you know, I don't I don't have the ability to play it every day, and you know, I haven't even played it in a couple weeks because I've been out. That's why I'm like, you know, it's uh, it, it is. It, there's a lot to it, and that's why I really don't want to dive into Elder Scrolls. But at the same time, I think I might like it, and it might be a little better quality game. Uh, look a little better, might be a little you know, more to it, but I don't know. There's so much in Neverwinter that this thing could keep me coming back playing all year. And they're supposed to release, I think, six DLC packs for free by the end of this year. Wow. So there's a lot of content still to come. I think what will make or break Elder Scrolls Online for me is how much they beg me for my money while I'm playing. If it's sort of subtle and it's like, yes, if you want this, you could have this, but look at all this other st- cool stuff you can just get, that's one thing. But I don't, I don't want to be sign-on and instantly have buy this, buy that all over my screen, and then just that type of deal just turns me off big time. That's what Call of Duty's been doing lately. You sign into Call of Duty, and it, bam, a big message pops up. Buy this. Go to the store and buy this. And it's just getting ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you point. have to click through it. You have to click X to exit it. Like, you know, it's like it's you're stuck on that screen until you, you yeah. constantly, like, click the button to exit out of it. It's like pop-up ads when you're on the Internet. It's like oh. nothing is more annoying. Oh, that's what we need, a new Xbox ad in the next a next Xbox app in our next update that shuts off all those pop-ups. That'd be sick. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, if anything, they're going to pop up ads in the middle of your game or something. It's, it's Thanks you know. for using our pop-up blocker. Buy this from the Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see they've got that in the, uh, on that, what is it, Xbox Now? That, that new show they're doing every week? So Larry comes on, he talks about stuff, and it's cool. And they're but they're talking about the app is like this interactive thing. But every time I see it pop up at the bottom, it's a buy link. Go buy the game. Go buy whatever he's talking about. Oh, he sends you to go buy it. <laughs> yeah, ads ads get but, annoying. Yeah. It's very it's very it's not very often I see an ad for something I didn't know about and go, oh wait, that's out. But I guess there is a lot of people who don't pay attention. It, I mean, we're we're semi in the in the video game like. You know the circle of of info and news, so we're all constantly just surrounded by it. But I mean, I guess your average person has no idea there's an Elder Scrolls MMO coming out, or there's Neverwinter, or there's a Witcher. So I guess it makes sense. I bet you that's more than like seventy five percent of the gamers out there don't know what's coming. We just yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, we we just we're in groups where we're constantly hit with all the info, and we're searching for news to talk about on here. So. I guess we're kind of like we know we know everything. So when we see his ads for like check this out, we're like fuck. I already know that's there, man. I don't, don't got to push it down my throat. Yeah, it's just a shame that it seems like we're past the point where you just pay sixty dollars for a game and take it home, and that's the game. It's all there. They're not going to ask for any more of your money. You can unlock content by spending time playing the game, not by giving them more money. I, it's it's unfortunate. It, it does. It is unfortunate, but also at the same time, you think about how much more it's costing people to develop. Like The Witcher is such a like dense world that there's no way that you know just by the cost of the game they're going to make all this money back. So when they have those, they're supposed to have some big expansions that come out later this year, like in six months or 
a year from now, uh, you know, that will add more money onto it. But they are giving you like 16 whatever free. It's, it's also getting easier for them to develop these games with, with the technology they have, with these kits they have, where they already have all these assets and they can just throw them together. So I don't know. I guess it's a bit of both. Like uh, Battlefield, copy and paste this to here. Yeah, how much did they spend making that? Change up some stuff, take out some guns, take out some other features, and then throw them them in a police officer's outfit. Call it a new game. Oh, man. I I was playing Hardline like a maniac, dude. I haven't played that in a while. No one was no one wanted to play, man. I mean, that game was they didn't sell much of that game, and nobody played it. So like, no one was a ripoff. Like you know, usually when you load up Battlefield Four, it's like here's all the lobbies of your friends that are in lobbies, and at the most there'd be one lobby on on Hardline. I go look who it was, and I and like it's one it's one of those friends that don't play with, and I you know I'm not really like like just to hop in their game and be what up. I get all I get all nervous and shit around people I don't know. So speaking of Battlefield Four, what is it? Two years later, they're still releasing content for this game. Now that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, dude, Battlefield was good, dude. Battlefield was good. I think this I week, that's because Battlefront's coming out. They don't have a Battlefield Five this year to milk your money, so they got to keep the content coming for four. I think this one's free, actually. Really? really? Yeah. Nice. Also on EA. <laughs> that's way not EA. Maybe they're trying to get some, like, get on good terms with their customers. They're trying to get off. The, they they don't want to be worst company of the year again three years in a row. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll double check. Maybe it's just free for me because I bought premium like ages ago. No, somebody did post in our group like something was free, but I didn't really read into it because I I just didn't. Uh, that was a couple weeks ago or something. A couple of days ago it wasn't that long ago. I got a quick question for you guys. Yeah. Did you guys see the story that? Uh, the, right now, it's rumored that the new Tomb Raider game is going to be Xbox only. It's I not did, a timed exclusive. I did see that. Um, thanks to Jesus, who just pops in our chat and goes, Tomb Raider is officially on Xbox only. And then he and then he, he bounces out for a day at a time. And then I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what? Are you sure about this? And I looked it up. There was it was some like uh, was, where is it? It's in our group. It was a um, Xbox Australia, I believe. It was, it was an odd source. I have a hard time believing that it's not going to come out on PC as well, at least. I don't care, man. I want Tomb Raider. I don't give a shit what platform it's on. Just give it to me, and that's my game of the year. Oh, yeah. I'm just glad it, I'm glad it's coming to Xbox. and you know. But I know you guys are PC, uh, PlayStation gamers too, correct? Uh, just me. and I, I've Ever since I've been doing console sharing on the Xbox, I've been playing way less on my PS4. Matter of fact, it hasn't even... The only time I turn it on is to download the PS Plus games because, because when I've been buying games digitally, me and my roommate have just been you know splitting the cost. So it's like, it's like, do you want to pay full price? Thing. Yeah, do I want to pay full price for that? You know, but but I'm working on building this gaming PC. So I just picked up my i7 last night. I'm gonna put this graphics card I just ordered online. So I'm, I'm gonna be doing a lot more PC gaming. So I I get in the GTX 970 graphics card, which is like 350 bucks. So it should run most games on Ultra. And then oh, he's going to start referring to us all as peasants. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hey, if it's better, I'm going to let you know. Hey, you know what? I get excited about shit, shit easy, so if, if I see it different, I'm not like I'm going to be quiet about it. 
No, but man. I'll end up doing the same damn thing. Multiplayer, though, multiplayer, I'll stick to Xbox. You know what I mean? Like, a lot more of my friends are there. I, the Xbox is, is just, I, can't, I, can't, I couldn't hop online with a bunch of PC gamers and play Call of Duty. Fuck no. I, yeah, because they'll be floating around in God mode, like cutting you in half from a mile away and looking like Jesus <laughs> and stuff. Like, that's, that's, that's scary, man, all the mods and hacks and stuff that, that goes on in the PC world. I'm I'm sorry. I know Wingman, you're going somewhere with that. I just cut you off and started talking about PC. <laughs> oh, the, no, that's about, all right. You're talking about uh, PS4. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's uh, my Tomb PS4 Raider. story. Tomb Raider. I can't wait, dude. I am so excited. I literally have my desktop right now. Is that cool? That new picture of of uh, Laura Croft and she's in the woods and you see the trees with the ice on it. Like that picture is badass. If it is truly a, a full-blown Xbox exclusive now and not timed, I mean, that what a score for them. That's huge. Yeah. Um, Hopefully it don't, wow. hurt. it don't hurt Crystal Dynamics. I really heard it doesn't hurt them to the point where they, they don't make another Tomb Raider. That would be, like, super sad. I think it'll do well. It will. But I, think that, I honestly uh, think that's a console seller, personally. For some people, you know, there's actually okay. I was talking about this earlier um, with my buddy. Um, we were talking about the new Assassin's Creed, how there's like a female and a male. You switch in between them, and he's and he's like, oh, I was like, you know, I was telling him that the reason they do that probably is because they don't want to do a, a game that's fully that is fully like featured with a female. Assassin, because it would, it would actually lose sales. Because there's actually guys that that won't play a game when it's a when it's a female like lead role. How do you guys feel about that? Because I mean, I think it's I think there is a lot of guys who are like I'm not going to get that game because oh it's it's Laura Croft, you know. I want to play as some big badass warrior. I need to be a dude. It's I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy because. Um, I mean, I like to play as a female character. I mean, never winter, I'm a female. It's like a lot of times I'll select that if it's an option just because it's something different. I mean, you're, you're playing a game to play out something that's different than your day to life, right? So, you know, playing as a chick, no big deal. I mean, who cares? It, I mean, it doesn't impact the game at all. Um, you know, it doesn't... It, I think it's crazy if someone's not going to play Tomb Raider because they don't want to, quote, be a chick. It, you're not a chick. <laughs> you're just playing a game. Yeah. For, for me personally, I am, I'm strictly I play as male characters. Every game I play where I have the choice, I play as male characters just because I feel like I can... When I play a game, I like to just pretend like I'm there, make believe I'm there, and it helps me do that because I can never make believe that I'm this super hot chick, you know? But with Tomb Raider... This, there is something about Tomb Raider that has just magical ability to completely immerse me in into this world. Like that, I love I love playing as as Lara Croft. I think it's, it's amazing. So if they if they gave me the choice to play as a male Lara Croft, hell no, I would never do that. It's all the small details in Tomb Raider. It's it's the same stuff that even Uncharted has. Like when you're walking by something, you rub your hands on a rock or yeah. the ceiling. When you're in a closed area, it just really immerses you in like a cinematic type deal. And her, the voice actor who did Laura in the last game, well, she was really good. Really like, good. Really believable. Uh, Mark, you got to hop out here pretty soon. Yeah, I, I need to go. It's getting late. I need to go feed my kids. <laughs> oh, you're supposed to do that? 
Uh oh, I better check on yeah. my. Yeah. That's all good. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk before you got a jam? No, I think the. I'm just excited for E3. I can't oh, wait to God. see what's coming, man. What about um? More weeks. What about uh? What about that reboot of Need for Speed? Um, I, I don't even care. You know, I actually was reading that article earlier today, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably a good thing because Need for Speed, I feel, does not have an identity, but does it need to? It's a car game. I mean, I don't. <laughs> It's I don't fun. know. I guess Forza has definitely has an identity, and Forza Horizon has a different identity. Um, Need for Speed's just all over the place. So I think it might be good to set their roots in any specific style of game, so that you know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. It looks like they're gonna go back to like fully customizable vehicles, which would be awesome. I like I like Need for Speed because I like that arcadey, you know, just like I want to make a quick U-turn right here and go the other direction. Like I think it's fun. Yeah, I got got the what is it the last one? Because um, I got right. I'm, I'm an EA Access member, right. but I can't get into that. Game. I don't. I, I just I cannot get into that game. Hmm. So it's I like it doesn't even compare to like Need for Speed Underground games, for example. Doesn't even compare. Well, the Rivals was the first racing game I really ever played, and I, I was loving it, but I kept losing three or four hours of progress <laughs> all the time, so I, like I didn't go back to it. But it, I really liked it. It got me into playing Forza, and then I gave Forza a chance, and I'm like, okay, this is cool for like the simulation. Then I played for Forza Horizon 2, which everybody knows is like the greatest racing game of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, Mark, yeah, if you got to go right now, man, um, um, you can just uh, tell everybody where they can find Wingman, you. Thanks for coming on, man. Maybe after E3 we can get together again and, and talk about all the crazy stuff we're going to hear about. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, you can find us uh, at thisxboxlife.com. We also have a Facebook group, just it's This Xbox Live. Um, and we're uh, you can watch us every week on Twitch. We broadcast live every Wednesday night at uh, 7 Pacific Time, 10 Eastern Time. Uh, so join us on the Twitch and join us in the chat. And, um, you know, appreciate uh, you guys uh, having me on. Yeah, if anybody has any questions about their Xbox or their Microsoft account, please contact this Xbox Life. Dot <laughs> know it all. No, we don't work for Microsoft. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've had people ask me stuff out of the blue, and I'm like, I think they think we were Microsoft. I'm like, we're not. Contact support. <laughs> yeah, that's so. funny. I thought I'd rub it in your face, man. So yeah, contact Mark Cox at this Xbox Life dot know it all. So yeah, man. Hey, thanks, Wing Man. Appreciate it. I give you, I gave you a real quick notice. Like, hey, we're gonna do an episode in 20 minutes if you want to help us out, and you, you jumped on right away. So that's pretty awesome. It's funny. I was actually, I was actually falling. I had fallen asleep, and then I woke up after like just a few minutes after you said that. I was like, oh yeah, why not? <laughs> so, yeah, all right, guys. You have a good one. Hey, thanks, Mark. See you later. All right, take it easy. Take care. There once there was five, and now there is two. This is the Brink and I'm show. This, this is going to be real awkward when I leave. Like two <laughs> oh, when you leave, I'm just talking. <laughs> so, you just got to do a show by yourself. Oh, shit. That would, yeah. yeah, now that would be awkward. Okay, so. Um, so, motherfucker. What up, man?
Oh, I apologize if anybody's watching. The one person who might be watching live, I apologize. Uh, it might be me. Oh, no. Uh, Maybe. Man, you know what game I'm totally not playing while we're trying to record a podcast? No. Do not. Uh, Gears of War. First Gears of War on the 360. Ah, you hop around a lot. Let's get back into it. Uh, yeah. We're supposed to have a pause right here. Hey, 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 hey! Must be the money. Let's do some old Nelly shit back from the old days. Hey, that stuff. That stuff aged real well, man. That dude, Nelly that, album, Country to, Grandma. Dude, I used to have the the cassette tape, and I I, I worked at Kmart overnight, so I just play. I bring my Walkman, clip it on my belt, had the cassette oh, tape. Yeah. Play, you know, I had the auto click, so it clicked over to the B side. You know, I didn't have to. I didn't have to click it over. Oh, dude, yeah, that's <laughs> custom listen, shit. I listened to that Nelly album on repeat, dude. Just fuck, dude. It's so you gotta wait every once in a while for it to stop and rewind, or what? Uh, no, or, no, no. It, it just play it from the yeah. So it'll just play the other side, and at the same time, it's rewinding, right? Is that how? No, it no, no. It, it played all the way through, and then it clicked over and just played on the other side. Remember? It was, yeah, yeah. So, but it, but there'd be that pause in the beginning. You just hear the white noise like. <laughs> Awesome. Hey, we are back. We are back. Okay, so what were we talking about? I already forgot. Um, we're not talking about anything in particular. Oh, would you want to talk about anything you've been playing? The question is, what can we talk about now? We can talk about anything. The, it's just us. Possibilities are endless. This is the uh, I'm and Brink show. Welcome. Welcome. What have I been playing? Um, I, everybody could already guess what I've been playing. Man. Destiny. I'm always playing the same shit, dude. But that's because like these both of these games are like I was telling you earlier, I'm I'm in like gaming utopia right now. Mm-hmm. I'm playing Dragon Age half the time. I'm splitting my time as best as I can. I'm playing Dragon Age half the time, Destiny the other half, House of Wolves came out. People bitch about it. I think it's brilliant. I've been having so much fun. Um House of Wolves, they have this prison of elders. It's basically a horde mode. You start off in this little room, and there's this varic with this crazy voice. Welcome, blah, blah, blah. You're going to fight these dudes now. A door opens. You go out into this arena and fight these three waves of enemies. We're disabling these mines. Maybe they'll throw a boss in there. It's super intense. You do five rounds of that, and then you have the mega boss fight, which is just insane. Um, on uh, 34 mode, you'll fight Uruk, and he's the flame prince. Every once in a while, he'll get angry and set the ground on fire. You got You're jumping around the map trying because the longer you stand on the ground, you're gonna burn from the flames and you could die. Really? So you're hopping around like a bunny, trying to stay up in the air as long as you can until the timer runs down, so you don't die. All the meanwhile, there's things shooting at you. He's shooting at you. It's just crazy, man. It is a rush. It it and when you when you beat these five rounds of Prison of Elders. You just feel so awesome. I literally have screamed out loud. Like it'll be late. And I, yes. Oh my God, we did it. Like it's just so exciting. See, that sounds you, like that sounds like the first time I ever got first on a on a um uh all what is it called? And in, in Call of Duty when everyone's for themselves, all for one. Free for all. Yeah. Free for all. When I first got my first match when I was a. Uh, playing on there like i wasn't a very good player but i remember i got that top number i see my name on top and i stood up and i was like oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> start pounding your chest i'm here to man i was like i felt like i was accepted like yeah oh shit and then okay so you, you beat the five waves you go back in the middle room all of a sudden the floor just opens up from underneath you you drop down like 10 stories and you 
drop into this giant room full of gold and just treasure. And you you go up. There's a big ass treasure chest at the in the back of the room. You can open that up. You get an exotic loot, legendary loot, uh, prison of elders gear. This this is the opposite of what Destiny launched with. This is like it's it's almost Borderlands loot. Like the yeah, the yeah. amount of loot you're getting, it is That's what I'm awesome. That's what it I'm is picturing. awesome, and it's it's definitely what they needed to do. Except for in Borderlands, the shit literally rains from the sky. Just oh yeah. <laughs> Every time I think about that, I think of that about that picture that was uh, yeah circulating for a while that showed a Destiny, and you got like one not rare Ingram sitting there, and then it shows a guy playing Borderlands, yeah. and there's just streamers everywhere, and he's just like oh. The hand drawn like comic strip type deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's funny, man. But but like you just talking about this is like, wow, dude. Destiny's doing some some cool shit. Like it, it seems like maybe they're listening. I mean, they gotta oh. know what they're doing wrong, right? If if you, I mean, most people who have been hating on it don't. But if you follow the forums and the Bungie News uh, blog, you will understand that they are listening to us and they are making changes constantly and they're doing everything they can to please the majority of people obviously there's people asking on both sides for different things but they're they're definitely taking what the majority of people want and making it a reality which is fantastic and and it's what has kept me coming back after all this time so uh yeah man that's that's what you want. You want to come back. I mean, you, do you think there's someone who's dedicated all their time to Destiny and been playing it this whole time, and and that was the only game they played? I played with a guy the other day who I think he said he had 2,500 hours. What the? So you're like that's it? Like he's just been playing with this? Like even though you run out of stuff to do, you just do stuff? I don't understand. I mean, yeah, I'm maybe 850 hours now, 875, and I feel like I've 875. Yes. Dude, that's like, <laughs> but that's honestly nothing compared to some of these guys I'm playing with who have in the thousands. Like that is that is destiny, man. When you get in this game, it just completely sweeps over you. And um, if, when you're not in it, you're like, what are these people are crazy? That game's not even that cool. It's dumb, but it's just once you, once it grabs you, it, it does not let go. I mean, there, there really is something special about that game. As much as people want to hate on it, it, they did something right. That's for damn sure. Yeah. It's just, it is, it's obviously going to attract a certain, like, you know, player. It's going to attract a certain type of gamer, um, which, which ain't for it. So I'm Okay. 875 hours divided by 40 hours in your, like a 40 hour work week. You've played this game for 21, 22 hours, basically. You've 22 weeks. You've played 22. Oh my God. If it was a full time job. So you played for six months as a full time job. Dude. Yeah, that's, uh, wow. That's fucking insane. And when, uh, when I, I want to play it right now, dude. When I, I hit over, play it right now. When I hit over a hundred hours in in Dragon Age, it's like this is the most time I've put in any game. I mean, obviously, I played I played Black Black Ops the first one for like two hundred hours or something. But as far as like anything story driven, if if I get a hundred hours out of the game, it's like wow, I've gotten way more than what I expect. I mean, I expect what I expect out of a sixty dollar game for an RPG is forty hours. So that's yeah. a good that's a good length where you, you can get a lot done and like you know Far Cry Four you could spend a couple weeks with it and do everything and like you feel like you got your fix. 
when you well, get a hundred uh, sorry. sorry no no i was saying when you get like a hundred hours like i played skyrim for only like 70 hours or something but i felt like i played that a long time well i mean that's a lot like when the first mass effect came out i think my first playthrough took me like 52 hours and and i could not believe i could not believe i put 52 hours into that game it blew my mind and now i'm almost a thousand and like that's yeah that's ridiculous <laughs> that's insane but uh yeah this other game that i've been talking about every week now and i'm sure people are just as sick of hearing about it now as they are destiny dragon age man this game has exceeded all my expectations i just get so lost in this game while i'm playing it it's i love exploring all these different worlds um in the story i think i i gotta be getting close man like i I feel like it's all unraveling the the bad guy i i made it so all his armies are useless and I went and recovered all my memories, so I know exactly why I got the little mark on my hand. And I just feel like it's all going to wind down to an end here soon. But I still have six or seven worlds I haven't even explored yet. And each of those worlds is an entire day of running around and exploring them to unlock everything. And that game is is just humongous. Did you- and to, think, to think that Witcher 3 is even bigger is just like, oh, man, just gives me a headache thinking about it. Well, I mean, it feels it feels like it's bigger now. I haven't really gotten through much of it, so I haven't got the the gist of it. But in Dragon Age, um, Dragon Age is like a games game. Like you don't really need to pay attention to what you're doing. You just kind of play and have a good time until you get to dialogue. Of course, you have to pay attention, or else you know you lose shit. Um, you lose some of like what's being said. But but I've always liked dialogue trees where you can kind of do things and you can go and like go talk to this guy and you know get a book from him bring it to her and then try to hook those two characters up and like th- that stuff's kind of fun like that that meta game i guess you would say it, yeah and it's fun that's what's great about dragon age is because it is a lot of different meta games all in one it's it's kind of whatever in your mood you're in the mood for at that given time dragon age will offer that to you you can run around and just explore these worlds on your i just unlocked this mount that looks like a giant hippo a nug, it's a nug. You run around your nug, just exploring the world. Or if you want to be have a story, you can start talking to people. You can get invested in that, and it's just it's really cool. Um, it's Bioware. I'll be, I'll be sad when it ends. It is it is Bioware. The blood just runs all through that game. Yeah, the Bioware has that. When you go into a Bioware game, you have a gist of what you're getting into. You know, you're going to get that third person view, you know, like it's it's going to be very similar to Mass Effect view. Um, it's just, you know, it just has a has Bioware written all over it. Bioware is really great with lore. Yes. If you want lore just dripping with lore, you play a Bioware game because you're going to be those codexes. You can read all those. You can find out anything and everything. You find out about the plant you just walked by on a path in the middle of a world that's a tiny part of a bigger world. It's just it's so it's deep on so many levels, and the lore is really cool in this game. Uh, they've done a great job with the writing. It's 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 kind of like Skyrim where you're constantly finding things. Sometimes you're in the mood to read it. Sometimes you're not. But I'll read maybe fifty percent of them. And I feel like I'm getting a pretty good idea of, of this world. And um, yeah, it's great. I've just been loving it, man. Uh, as soon as it's done, that's I'll probably take a little break, maybe play some mindless shooters again for a little while. Um, 
I, I might pick up Battlefield Hardline and run through that campaign or something. Um, I'm red box it, something like that. And then after that, I'll jump into the Witcher or uh, right yeah. there in the middle of summer. So it is in, it is in, um, it is in the red box. You, you're not interested in Batman. Oh, you know what? I completely forgot about that. I, the person I'm game sharing with, they bought the Witcher and it's my duty to buy Batman. Dude, Batman. So, you know, yes. I'll probably play that before The Witcher, as a yeah, matter Batman. of fact. Batman looks dope. And it looks like it's much more immersive. The world looks a lot more. You know, you, you'd expect something like high class coming from so many delays, like The Witcher did, you know? Like, if they, if they delayed that game a bunch, it was supposed to come out in October. So if they delayed that, how many months is that? That's six, seven, eight months? Like, ah, they better they better have some, like, nice upgrades. Oh, Yeah. I mean, I hope this isn't one of those games that's nothing like the trailers they advertised. Uh, but this game just looks amazing. Have you I played? Mean, have you played the other Batman games? Uh, I have played brief moments of the other Batman games, but I've never completed one. Yeah, I played. I didn't play the first one really. I played. I played Arkham City, and I just ran through it really quick, straight straight from beginning to the end. I you know like thirteen hours, just nothing but story missions. I didn't really fill it. I played Ar- Arkham Origins, and I just took my time to get to learn the combat and a little more exploration and doing side missions. And it was a shorter game, but but I really fell in love with it. So Arkham Knight, dude, I'm I'm totally for it. And I got a PC. I got the PC code already. It's already um in, in my Steam account. So nice. I'll, I mean, I don't know when I can preload it, but it's already there. So that's going to be the first game I'm going to play on PC. So I'm, I'm hoping it has controllers support if it doesn't i'm, I'm not gonna play it <laughs> Can't. Well, i'm sure it will yeah it's, it's gotta but yeah i'm looking forward forward to it man yeah batman's one of those characters that's kind of had to grow on me over the years i was never really a batman kid growing up um i don't know i, I for some reason i just had a hard time relating to him but but just just lately um he's been growing on me um even the first dark knight movie uh I just didn't really care for. And then the second and third, I started to like it more and more. And then I'd go back and watch the first one. And like, suddenly I liked it. So well, you didn't like the, you didn't like the one with Heath, Heath uh, Ledger as Joker. No, oh, not man. the first time. No, it, it is a very slow movie, but I think any part that Joker shows up, it's like fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I, I've, my wife just loved it. And, and, we watched it many times and the more I watched it, the more I liked it. And eventually I was like, man, this is, this is a pretty damn good movie. And I, I, I am looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be this trailer. Just every time I see the trailer, I just get super excited. So yeah, I'm excited about that. So yeah, that's, that's in a month from now. That is a month from now. Yeah. I think it's the 20 something of June. Perfect. Just enough time for me to finish up dragon eggs. And uh, Destiny House of Wolves, um, I could be done with that right now, probably. But I'm going to play it for another month. Fuck, another month. <laughs> That's nice, man. You got you definitely got your money's worth. Have you uh, played anything other than Witcher? Nope. And uh, like yesterday, I didn't feel like playing any games for some reason. So I just watched some stupid movies. And you know what? I actually watched uh, Supergirl. I watched the I watched the pilot for Supergirl, and it was actually not that bad. Supergirl. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, watch it. It's uh, it's supposed to be Superman's cousin, and she comes down, and basically you see the whole first episode uh, pilot. Where episode. was she when the, their planet got destroyed? Uh, she was in some solar system thing that time doesn't exist, or some some crazy shit. Watch the trailer, Supergirl. You get the gist of the whole episode in one 
trailer. The trailer is like six minutes long. Uh, hmm. But it, I actually liked it. And maybe it's because the girl is really, really easy on the eyes. Like, she's Oh, I was just going to say, she's not too easy on the eyes, is she? Because that can make it not believable. She's man. super cute. The way she delivers her lines, it all just works for me. Uh, as I don't really care for the super superhero shows. Um, I liked Gotham, kind of. but Yeah. I but, like yeah, I mean it. I guess Daredevil's not really a superhero. Dude, like yeah, that. that's that's gritty, man. That's that's more of a Netflix show. Yeah. That's Gotham more- was all right. Um uh, it was kind of cheesy. In that um Marvel show, I never really got into that. I don't like the Marvel and I don't like Flash. I don't like the arrow. I heard arrow. the Flash is good. I haven't checked it out. I, I watched five episodes. If you get to the fifth episode and nothing's saying please watch me, and you're just kind of like it's a more of a chore, like, oh, I gotta watch this this week to keep up. That's yeah. when you just I quit. I always quit. If I get to fourth episode and I just don't like it, I quit. But why why are we talking? Oh yeah, the reason I was talking about this because I was thinking of Gotham. Well, all right. Well, since we're on the subject, I just want to say one thing. If you're listening to this and you have not gone and seen Mad Max, mm-hmm. please go see it. I it agree, is the man. most insane, just awesome movie you will ever see. It is it's a thrill ride, man. And go it's see it in 3D. Ride. I did not, I wish I would have seen it in 3D. I think I'm gonna go see it again in 3D. I'm thinking about the same thing. You know what it's like? It's like it's like that movie Crank in the Desert. Yeah. I mean, just the lines, dude. Uh, Tom Hardy just absolutely nailed He's it. Like, Charlie Theron absolutely nailed it. It's brilliant, man. Okay, what's good about this movie is a bunch of stuff happens in the movie that you wouldn't expect to happen in a movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, just I, I, I'm not gonna spoil anything. But and there's like, things that you're gonna want to question, but then you're just gonna accept and say, I'm not even gonna question that. It's just awesome that it's happening. Screw it. They're doing it just because they can. Oh, like the guitar dude? <laughs> yeah, for example. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's a lot of, of stuff where you're like, 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 this is what's going to happen. Wait, no, it didn't. Why didn't it happen? Like, oh, he's going to get his car back. Oh, he never gets his car back. Like, who cares? That's not really a yeah. part of the story. Watch you do just <laughs> chrome. Oh, with the chrome and shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, really great is. movie. I, I definitely agree. That's a movie that should be seen in the theaters. Just so so exactly all your, all your distractions, like your phone, all disappear and all that stuff. You gotta have a big ass screen and it's gotta be real loud. Yeah, I want to go, dude. I was all excited about it when I asked my when I asked my buddy about it. When I, got, I was like, oh my god, that was exciting. He's like, uh, I don't really know what I think about this. I'm like, yeah, you're just you're just resisting because yeah. that was fucking. Oh, right. Come on, really. <laughs> you're that's like something I'd say. That's like something I'd say. Yeah, yeah. You, you see, like someone else getting excited, it makes you feel like eh, if I'm not excited, I feel a little. I feel like you have to brand. Well, but, hey, transition. This totally makes me want to play the game, and I did not want to play it before, but now suddenly, after seeing that movie, I want to play this damn game real bad. Well, I mean, it's got that open world feel to it, but it's but it's also it's also in a location you're not normally in, like the desert. So yeah, and buggies. You could, I think you can build your cars and shit. You like swap out engines and tires and shit. I, I think I, I'm not sure. It really reminds me of Rage, which was a really cool game. I liked that game a lot. So yeah, I think it'll be a good time. It probably won't do that great, but I think it'll be a fun game to just spend a few days playing. It might. It might. If it's if it's well made and it gets the praise it needs, man. It and it depends on when it comes out. I mean, game True. game releases always depend on when they come out. If you come out in the in the fall, everybody wants to come out in the fall. 
I mean, that might be a game I really want, but if I want to play something else more, if I want to play Tomb Raider, that's going to be like, that's my top priority. So even if this game looks amazing, I might have to put it off. Or, Well, I mean, here's the first good sign. Every movie tie-in game ends up being rushed just so it can come out with the movie. This game, the movie came out first. We, I don't even know when Mad Max is going to come out, but obviously they're spending their time on it to try and make sure it's a good experience. Yeah, uh, yeah, so that's a good sure. sign right there. I don't think it's exactly like a movie tie-in. It might be, but I don't think it's like base. Like, here's the the game. Yeah, the movie. here's Charlize Theron. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be out already. I think it was supposed to be out before the movie originally. Oh, it says release date September first. Oh wow, maybe so. So it's going to be right at the f- the front of that wave of games we're going to get this so- fall. September and August are good good months for years to come. I mean, good months for games to come out, if you think about it. Yeah, because we're going to have that dead zone the late summer, early July. fall. Yeah, July. Garbage. Well, I mean... I think, you know, if it's coming out then, it might do pretty damn well, actually, because people are going to be just aching for something new, and they're going to they're gonna pick that up. It's going to get hyped. Yeah. It's true, man. So I'll be looking forward to it. Um, let's see. We got... We don't got much to talk about this week, so we'll jam through it. You know, you got a busy day and you got work tomorrow. Yes, sir, Bob. Uh, so we already talked about Need for Speed. Um, let's talk about okay. So there, there's there's some leaked documents saying that the PS4 and the Vita might have a price drop. The PS4 price drop doesn't look like a significant one. It's only three forty nine, which is obviously fifty dollars less. So so price drops are always good for the consumer. But the Vita might go down to like 89 bucks, dude. That's that's a pretty good deal for a Vita. Okay. Um, now, today, I just read an article that said Sony has confirmed there will be no price drop on the PS4. They said in the statement that they thought it would be bad for the, the gaming market in a whole to have a price drop war. So, okay. Well, it will- so th- this was a rumor, so we'll take it as a false rumor. Yeah. What is My takeaway is they can't really afford to have a price drop right now. They're kind of hurting. I mean, I'm not trying to bash or anything. I'm just saying the company is hurting in many areas. Right now, the PS4 is their bread and butter. So p- dropping that price when it's already selling like hotcakes, is what, why would they do that? They need, they need that extra cash right now, so... If if it's somebody really needed a price price drop like that bad, I mean, there's always deals where you get a free game or you get like I see stuff all the time, some deals. It's, I mean, fuck, yeah. But but Vita for eighty nine, that's why I was figuring like, dude, that's really cheap. It seems too cheap. So yeah, the Vita. I did not read anything on that. Maybe they're still going to drop the price. Um, but the PS4, they have confirmed it will stay four hundred dollars. But if you really want a cheap Vita, uh, this is legit. Legitly speaking, there is a sale right now. I don't know if it will be by the time you hear this, but at GameStop for thirty nine dollars, you can get the PS Vita TV thing, and you can play Vita games on your TV through that with a PS three or PS four controller. So I guess I mean you could get Vita system rather cheap. Wow, that's holy crap! That's cool. Yeah, because no one ever bought that. I don't think it works the way that the people wanted to. People wanted to buy it so they can. Like the reason I was looking into is I wanted to put one of those in my living room and just remote play PS4 yeah. games, but I don't think it works well like that. I uh, feel like that's kind of what it was advertised to do and then also play your Vita games, and now it's more like uh, the, here's a Vita console, but not. 
Yeah, well, the when it first started out, it was actually a. It was called PlayStation Vita TV. It was mainly play Vita games, and it also does this other thing. And then they changed mm. it. They took the Vita name off it, I think, and it was just advertised as a PlayStation TV. Yeah. So that that gets sketchy when they start changing the name of shit. Uh, but also in Sony, they're they are opening up a brand new first party studio for Project Morpheus. Um, mm. They have. They opened up a brand new studio in Northwest England dedicated to developing content for the PlayStation manufacturer's upcoming VR headset, Project Morpheus. That's cool. I hope they do great, man. I hope the Morpheus is a success. Um, I, I I want this holographic virtual reality fad that we're going through right now to come to fruition. <laughs> just do it or don't do it, right? Yeah, it's been just like a lingering thing for so long. Either bring it, you know, or just get rid of it. Because I, I don't want to hear it's coming for much longer. I want to see something awesome. So they got the, okay, they got Project Morpheus, which is Sony's. They have, for PC, they have Oculus, Oculus Rift. And then they have a f- 15 different ones for, for your phones. Oh, jeez. Um, that Google one, they have the HTC Vive. I'm looking at that right now. They have um, the Samsung yeah, Gear Samsung. VR, uh, Oculus Rift. Uh, Valve? Isn't Valve doing one too? I, uh, Microsoft HoloLens, the the Carl Zeiss VR One. Uh, what is that for? I don't know. I'm just going to. Oh, the Carl Zeiss. Yeah, totally. Carl Zeiss. Car- yeah, Carl Zeiss. I know that guy. Uh, that's for Android and iOS. Uh, then they have an. Avengan Glyph, uh, red, red Tube's doing one. Avengan, they should they have a Razor. Razor's doing <laughs> one called the OSVR, and then they have a Google Cardboard. You seen that, right? No, Google Cardboard. Yeah, you 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 uh, you buy it online, like Amazon. It's like twenty bucks. It's a cardboard box. Oh, shut up! No, I'm not joking. And you fold it, and you cut the things out, and you fold it, and it makes the thing. And you stick your phone in there, and you just, you just <laughs> no, I'm seriously. And you download. There's two little lenses, um, and you download. A, this, is, this is not a joke. You can buy it right now on Amazon, and you and you just download games. Is this somebody? They're free VR like games. Roll? Somebody, am I getting Rick rolled right no, now? No, no. There's people who have used it and said it was pretty cool. Like even Jesus was looking at that one on his iPhone where you downloaded the app and he's on a roller coaster or something. You just move it around, Dude, and, but, it, but it sticks it right there next to your face. So you're just like, what? I mean, yeah, that's what all Oculus is, anyways, right? It's a phone yeah. that's two inches in front of your face. But it's got to have the movement. It's got to have when you're moving your head, like your, your head and the thing is moving. You can look around. Like that's yeah, what that's VR true. is all about. And then there's another one called the Arcos VR headset. Like literally they're like, everybody's like, let's jump on this ship. Oh yeah, man. They're like get in, get in while the getting's good. And I hope they make some money, but I have a feeling lots of people are going to lose a lot of money. There's going to be a, one or two big hitters. If that, and by big, I mean slightly successful and the rest are just going to bomb, explode, die, death, destruction. So let's, let's say it is amazing. I buy it. I'm like, dude, this game is so cool. I'm floating around in space. I feel like I'm literally floating around. I'm trying to collect oxygen tanks so I can float a little longer. Uh, oh, it's, I feel like I'm in space, and I'm telling you about it, and you're like, well, how do I know? Because how do you demo that? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, the one company that's going to be successful, their biggest hit is going to have leprechauns in it, <laughs> most likely. Holographic <laughs> leprechauns. What? What are you talking about? I'm just saying. 
Yeah, you know, I want some lever guns and shit. That's like a common thing. You sit on the floor so you could be like more of their height. And you're like, hey, you hug. What, they, oh, you know what? What if they did like some horror movie or something? Or like, yeah, you know what? Horror games. Horror games, man. Like That's that's the, the niche for this. That is, dude. Scary ass horror game. Just jump scares galore. Can I, you can only, it's going to be like Dead Space when that game first came out. You can only play it for five minutes at the time, at a time for fear of having a heart attack. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do on this, they do have the alien isolation. I mean, that could, that could be right there. I mean, can you imagine like that game? You just be going through it so slow. If you had a headset on, I mean, you'd be totally immersed if you had a headset and, and you couldn't see like anything outside of those goggles. I mean, you'd definitely probably get hurt, but. Do those goggles come with like earbuds or something you can throw in your ears or is that just a separate? Because nah, I, I feel like wearing the goggles plus a headset, that's a lot of rig on your dome. Yeah, I don't think legally. You think legally they probably couldn't because then you'd be, you'd, shit would happen to you probably and you wouldn't be aware of it. You know, like you'd have to be like use ear, like use a headset at your own risk. You would think. Dude, you know what's going to come next is literally buy these pods, like these coffin-looking pods for your home. You're going to climb into this pod. It's going to all have screens, and it's going to have smells in there so you can smell your game. It's going to blow flans so you can feel the wind. It's going to heat up when it's hot, cool down when it's cold, all that stuff, man. Hey, yeah, they got the, they have the, the theaters. They have, those, they have those 4D theaters where the seats move and shit like that. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Go. That's it, man. So, man. like virtual reality, too expensive. Too expensive. Like I've said before, I, I'm excited for this, but do I know if I'll jump on board? I have no idea because it's there's not enough info out there. Um, I think they were saying to to be able to use the Oculus Rift, you need a minimum of a GX 980 video card. That's 550 bucks to 600 bucks. Just for that. I video feel card. like all these VR headsets are going to get thrown in the graveyard along with the Connect. Yeah, hell They're yeah. Slowly phase it out like it never happened, and then that's that. Yeah, because if you really wanted to jump in and check it out, I mean, they have all these little headsets. I mean, some of these ones I just read off were, were ones that are for the iOS and, and, and Android. So the games would be super cheap. Uh, like the Samsung Gear thing, I mean, they're like 100 bucks. I mean, and 40 bucks, you know, 200 bucks. I mean, they're, they're all affordable. This, this one, the Arcos VR headset, I think it's 30 bucks. So, I mean, that might be better than you know what else will be in that graveyard. All these damn Android consoles that are coming out for like 80 bucks. Yeah. Nobody, Nobody wants to play Android games. Nobody, if they do, dude. it's because they're on their phone waiting at the DMV. How many of you have sat there on your Android phone in the game store looking to all these terrible ass garbage games? You finally found one that looks good. You know why? Because in the when it's telling you about the description of the game. Oh, console experience on your phone, arcade action, explosions, HD graphics, and you download it, and it's just a giant piece of shit. You just stand there in one spot and the pan around and shoot zombies while they're running at you. It's bullshit, man. Yeah, it's just, it's not the same kind of experience you get on a con a very real console or on PC. Yeah, it looks like the Oculus Rift has a three hundred and fifty dollar price tag on it. Honestly, that's fairly reasonable. I mean, people are spending almost that much on high-end headsets, gaming headsets. So that that's more in the realm of possibility compared to seven, eight hundred bucks, which is is kind of what I figured. So, but like, but like I said, man, you need that five six hundred dollar video card to go with it. So, 
Exactly. And, and all right, here's my question. If with Oculus, you need a $800 video card because it, it requires so much processing power. What is going to happen with this Sony rig that they're coming out with? The PS4 obviously is not on the same level as a $800 video card in your PC. Yeah, you might see some way smaller games, experimental games. You're probably not going to see like, I don't know. Yeah, that is true because if there's any kind of motion blur and shit, when you have something strapped to your head, it's going to make you sick. Oh, God. I'm sick just thinking about it. I mean, there's some games where the frame rate's so bad. If you if you just hold the trigger, so you're, you're just scrolling, like you're painting from left to the right really slow, and it's like jump, jump, oh. jump, jump. <laughs> oh. Imagine playing Borderlands, a free sequel with a headset on like that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you oh, well. you'd you'd be seasick. You'd have to take uh, what's that shit you take? You'd have to take Dramamine. <laughs> yeah, Dramamine. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, blah blah blah. Also, um, you, they'll give out a free demo of, of a game where you're just riding on a boat. There better be a lot of free demos, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to check out some of the experimental things. I don't want to play games though, I honestly just want to explore. The horror idea sounds cool, that's uh, true. Yeah, I do want to, I do want to, um, I want to experience like little situations, you know, like some unique stuff i mean i'd like to float around in space i would like to jump out of a plane i would like to dive deep because i would never go sky like scuba diving uh dude no way i'd freak out dude but i would do it in a game or maybe you wake up on a small island like in castaway and you have to figure out how to survive uh, and escape like that yeah dude uh like like don't starve dude you just got to go around and pick plants and shit and build a fire yeah first person <laughs> 3d don't starve that'd be cool <laughs> that would be definitely interesting uh okay last last bit of news we don't have much dude on this it's just the xbox is still betting on the connect phil spencer says the value of the connects connect will have been earned through experiences and still considers the peripheral as important as the xbox one landscape moving forward and- okay this ties into something else i read today which is microsoft has confirmed that their focus on E3 this year is going to be exclusives and that they have surprises for us. There will be new IPs that are exclusive. And I think one or maybe more is going to be a connect exclusive because why else would they have randomly come out and tell us that they still think the connect can succeed. You know, it, it seems random. I felt like they killed it. They've it's connects been dead for like a year and they've just been quiet on it. So, personally, I'm cool with no Connect games. I really like the Connect integrated into games. I like I like playing Forza and just saying whatever. Was it Anna? Was that Forza with Anna? Uh, no, you're thinking. Uh, oh yeah, Forza does that, and also Need for Speed Rivals did it. Yeah, as well. where you just like speak and say, "Go to the nearest event," and, and it and you don't have to like stop and and look look at your menu and try to look at the map. Like I, yeah. I really like that kind of stuff. Yeah, give me a nav point, and then it shows you a path. Connect excels at this type of thing. Is like just subtle voice commands, do little things here and there. Connect serves you best as an assistant mm-hmm. rather yeah. than as a way of playing a game. That's true, dude. That's that's exactly true. I love using it to navigate my Xbox. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm lazy, man. I'll sit on my couch. My controller will be 10 feet away. I'll reach for it. Uh, I can't reach it. And then I'll just be like, Xbox, go to Netflix. Then I'll lift my hand up in the air, grab the screen, scroll. 
grab the screen, scroll, bam, punch whatever movie I want to watch. It starts playing. That I haven't done. I haven't done the hand scrolling stuff. I love it. You feel one like day I, I lifted my hand up and it like focused on it or something happened. I don't remember what happened, but it was like, oh, I'm put it down. Yeah, no, actually, my cousin was in here. He was talking to me. He had his hand up, and then I was like, bling, and I was like, it's like welcome. I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck? Get out of the screen. Stop listening. Yeah, stop listening, man. But I wonder if yeah. people are still freaked out about the connect to watching them, the government watching them through the connect. Do you think? I mean, no, no more than any webcam hooked up to your computer. I mean, yeah, that was that was some serious shit when when the Xbox One was about to come out. It was all over the news, and every that was all everybody's argument against the Xbox was the government's going to watch you, you know, put a piece of uh, electrical tape over your sensor. I mean, I wonder if there's anybody who still does that, just throws yeah. a pair of dirty boxers over their sensor. I think I think uh, I think my roommate has one of those things where you stick it on top of it, it's like a cover. Oh yeah, they actually sold something like that. Yeah, they sold them for like twenty bucks, dude. <laughs> so they even milked us on that. Yeah, yeah. But the thing I think what people are freaking out about is that they're like, "Here's this connect thing. It's mandatory. You cannot turn it off." You know what I mean? Like, that's what people are like. What? Okay, you're definitely up to something. I'll tell you what, man. My connect has seen me do some horrible, horrible things. <laughs> i've not i've not covered my sensor up for any of it so, <laughs> you didn't say the magic word yeah so you know if the government's watching me who boy they, they've yeah, gotten well, some thrill well, rides let them watch i hope they love it too i mean oh yeah they oh they they surely loved it <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay hey let's let's go we'll go through our community questions we have a handful of them we'll, we'll knock those out <laughs> Community crash. Community crash. Community crash. about the community. My name is Hook. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. Well, anyways, you guys can join our community at Facebook. Uh, go to Facebook and search Horrible Gamers <laughs> with a Z, and we will pop up somewhere in there. And, and, and Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Horrible Gamers. Yeah. But also, but also, we started our, our Twitter thing. We, we barely started using it, or at least I've been using it every day. Uh, so follow us at, at Horrible Gamers. Um, yeah, we need to get that thing rolling. Uh, we're, we're trying our best to, to get in there. And actually, I got a, a tweet favorited by Ashley Johnson the other day, which was pretty awesome. So I don't know who that is. She played Allie in The Last of Us. Oh, and, okay, cool. And she, uh, she, she was in The Avengers very quickly and stuff like that. Yeah, I gotcha. And, uh, oh, Inception, right? Is that her? Is no, that, that was um, no, that's uh, Alan Page. Oh damn it, I suck. I suck you, at life. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that video I posted in our Facebook group, which which you could actually see if you come to our Facebook group? It's 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 of uh, it's a it's a little Vine video Ashley Johnson made. It's pretty funny. So no, but check what? it out, dude. It's in there. It's literally six seconds. So <laughs> I go to our Facebook group many times a day. Trust me. I posted I'm, it yesterday. I even get yelled at. Yeah, I posted it yesterday. So yeah, so Facebook. I oh, just, last I, oh yeah, I hide your posts. Oh, oh I my knew bad. That. I totally knew that. Shit. <laughs> uh, last week we were doing our community me- community messages. <laughs> <laughs> See, man, it just happens. <laughs> uh, uh, and since we have a page and we have a group, uh, Ross Heller. So I want to apologize to Ross Heller because he left us a message in our page, which we don't 
nobody ever leaves messages on our page, but I still drop a link saying we're going to do a show. It's just, he left it on there and we totally missed it. Remember we were talking, talking about like, Oh, I knew there was a message, but we can't find it because it was somewhere else. Um, so yeah, I remember that. And you send us that message and you're like, fuck that Ross guy. I'm yeah. not even going to answer his question. Ross, these are all lies, dude. I am totally sorry. Um, he said, uh, just started Wolfenstein and it's taken me some effort to get used to the controls. Does this get easier as the game goes or is it always a challenge? Uh, since you don't know, I will say I think the Wolfenstein games are actually kind of challenging. I always kind of lower the difficulty a little bit. Some some areas I get stuck in, but uh, the controls are fine. Wolfenstein is, I mean, we're so used to playing all these other shooters and it does feel different. But just like anything else, just play it enough and it'll be second nature. You got to get build up that muscle memory. Before you know, and you'll be just owning shit all day. I think that's why in Wolfenstein, they give you the option to put more armor on than you have. And you can, you can, uh, what is it called? Where you get like 120%, uh, what was that called? Over Overload or something. You, you put yeah. weight, you get that brief moment of where it's like super, you're super fucking charged until it goes down to 100%. Yeah, in the old games, you'd find like the green floaty armor and then you'd just grab it and you'd have an overshield. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. But yeah, Ross, man, I'm sorry, man, we missed that last week. Dude, he put, I'm sure if I was Matt White, <laughs> it would have got answered. So <laughs> that is not true, man. Yeah. That is not true. I put, you, sorry, man. I, I apologize for just putting you on blast for saying that. And Matt White, man, calm down when you read, when you hear this. You don't fight Ross. Ross is cooler than you Dude, because he watched me play right. PT. It's official Ross and Matt White have to fight to the death. <laughs> right here live on Horrible Gamers. Uh, oh, we're going to air it. Uh, Extreme death match. Damn it. Yeah. Really, they're just going to be standing there slapping each other. They'll be naked slapping each other for a while, and then they'll both get tired. And then. Whoa, dude. Hey, I think you crossed the line right there. Okay. I'm sorry. I, just, I got, you know, in my mind, I just visualized it maybe a little, a little too much. Okay. So. <laughs> This is going to be funny. Actually, I'm going to go to our community questions. I'm going to try to read these right now. Um, uh, the first one is from Matt White. White so I'm going to skip it, Ross, just to prove that Matt White's not more important. I'm going to skip it. I'm going to, I'm going to, come, back, I'm going to come back to it, but I'm just going to do, skip yeah, it. Yeah, do Matt's last. <laughs> do, do last. So this one's from Mark Connell. Isn't that your buddy? Uh, yeah. No? Man. Yeah, totally. No, no uh, that was wrong name. Yeah. Wrong name. I'm sorry. Matt, yeah, yeah, Mark's... Mark joined our group two weeks ago, but hey, Mark, what's up? Um, so says, Mark. thankfully, I've never been a victim of bullying online, although I've heard a question that was posted on a gamer podcast from the UK, the Something Beta podcast is what it's called, which I thought was very good and would like to hear your opinion. They asked how would gamers behave in regard to bullying if they had to show their real names and where they were from to play games online rather than hiding behind a gamer tag or something similar? Um, I guess I'll start. I think that there was a time where gamers would have been embarrassed with their conduct and maybe would have uh, um, cooled it down a little bit and held back. But I feel like this day and age, they honestly wouldn't give a shit. I feel like people are exposed on so many levels nowadays that they they're kind of just used to it. And if they had their name there, they just would still be dickheads. I have my name, dude. My name is linked to my Xbox. My name is my real name is linked to my PS4 because I'm not out there doing shady shit. So I was like, I don't even care. I mean, if, if 
my name's there, my picture's there. I don't know if my picture's there for anybody, but it might well, be. And there you go. Imes is an asshole. He's constantly trolling people and cussing people out online. I mean, but game, and, and game his name's out there. So gamers aren't. I mean, some of these, some of these people you play with are just are just fucking idiots straight across they are just fucking idiots and they got the stupidest name like like uh, uh meat curtain 69 <laughs> thunder nuts 420 like you know you know they don't give a shit they, they, they're they're probably bullied by their dad their dad probably pushes them around and they get online and go i'm gonna fucking yell at some kids because they can't do nothing about it i'm gonna talk some shit shit rolls downhill man that's mostly how bully work bullying works and i say in general life dude it's usually because they are bullied and then the, you know their dad was bullied or it's just it rolls downhill shit just rolls downhill i think if they forced everyone to use their real name shit would hit the fan um personally i like just having my gamer tag i like to keep my my gaming world i guess separate from reality i don't know i'm not embarrassed by my conduct you know i'm not a dick i don't troll people but i just like have my gamer tag and then have my real name for the real world i guess it's kind of hard to explain and he's also saying do you think it's time for people who constantly bully or send abuse um get punished for their actions by the law and face criminal action rather than just a ban from xbox psn or similar i'm gonna say no i think somebody should just bitch slap them um i think I think it, for someone being a bully, that's not something you, that should be punishable by law. We have too many laws as it is. We don't need more laws. That's just my personal opinion. Um, that yeah, somebody should just bitch slap their ass. That's what I think. I mean, yeah, we're talking, you're, but you're talking about just I'm online. Someone's talking some shit. But what if there is somebody who's like, like seriously like stalking you online? Well, I guess you can always block them, right? If you're talking some things like swatting, hell yeah, man. Take yeah. them dudes to jail and bitch slap them. But if, if it's just some little dickhead talking shit online, you know, constantly just block them. You know, nobody needs to go to jail. We don't need criminal charges. Just block them, you know, and, and maybe Xbox could do something where you'll get warnings. And then if you keep doing it, you'll get banned for a little while. Something along those lines as punishment. I, I've been listening to, <laughs> I've been listening to the Prank Call Nation podcast. There's a bunch of them that do these podcasts, and they do prank calls for three hours, just like us. Sit on, they sit on Skype, and they just call people and prank call them. And some of the shit they say is nasty, <laughs> like they cross many lines, but it is hilarious. They'll they'll get people to, in restaurants, they'll tell them that they're like, they're like the corporate manager, and they'll get them to shut down all their power in the store, like. Go to the box and start turning off the circuit breakers and shit. Like it is hilarious, but but uh, I don't want to see criminal charges pressed against anyone, anything like that because I need to keep listening to it. It's funny. Yeah, these these bullies, they'll they're probably bullies because they've been bullied, and if not, they'll get what's coming to them eventually. What goes around does come around. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just something we're always gonna have to deal with, and. I've definitely noticed that when you're just super cool with people and friendly to people, most of the time you're going to get cool and friendly people on the other end. Every once in a while, you'll just have a bully and just, just leave, just go away. You know, that's what I do. That's probably when you play, that's probably why when you play games nowadays, a lot of people are muted. They just disconnect from that aspect of it. Yeah. And people are just getting more and more weird. 
everybody's so used to just being glued to their phones all day and just being on separate from from real life socialization and 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 that even goes with with talking to people online like they used to it's just it's not we don't live in the same world anymore it's not like we're back in the day where you'd meet somebody playing halo and and you'd become friends with them it's just not it's not the way it works anymore the world's changing yeah you know i mean i i became friends with you man playing battlefield 4 so i mean yeah that's true but we were also uh both members of a facebook group and yeah, yeah thanks yeah yeah you're right even yeah. since then though it's changed but Oh, you, you know, I still meet people playing Destiny. So it's there. It's just phasing out. Okay. So ne- thanks, Mark. Um, next question is from Ryan Gibson. Uh, yeah, I was playing I was playing about, uh, Borderlands pre-sequel with Ryan for a little bit. It was pretty fun. Um, what crazy glitches have you guys came across when gaming? Or is it just me? Or is, does the audio in The Witcher go all chappy for everyone? Will anyone be picking up the portal table for Pinball FX2 next week? Have a great show, guys. Well, Ryan, I'll tell you what. I love the fact that you, you are using Chappie <laughs> because that's going to be the ne- the new thing for when shit goes wrong with Skype and, and, and online communications. It is the politically correct term. And I watched Chappie last weekend, and it was amazing. Is it really? It was amazing. If you, if you know Diane Wood... Diane Word, which is the the group that's in there, the two main characters are from that real, <laughs> that really experimental South African like rap group. Like the, the movie is it's, the movie is based on them. It's just They're a movie weird. with this robot. It's really cool, man. I mean, there's like there's random spray painted dicks on walls, weird shit, dude. Is, really, that's not how I saw this movie. Bright pink guns with blue like scopes and and bright orange guns and really colorful shit. The girl wears knee pads for no reason. Bright yellow knee pads, like. Like they're very artistic, and if you watch that movie, if if you're into artistic things, you love it. I thought I'd just mention mm. it. Okay, well, you have me at spray painted dicks on the walls. So, dude, there's literally spray painted dicks on the walls. You're like, why is that there? You're like, just because they want to do it. Yep. Um, but anyways, back to what we were talking about. Uh, glitches, dude. Uh, there's a lot of glitches. We're there's some glitches in Witcher. Sometimes the voice audio just kind of drop out for a second, which is kind of weird. Uh, these games are getting too ambitious to not have glitches. Yeah, and they always smooth out over time. They See, do. They have these testers, but they are they do have limited time. You know, they're being pushed uh, to meet a, a deadline, and they I'm sure they squash out many of these bugs. But there's always a few that eke by, and and they always end up squashing them. Most of, it. I mean, look, if you look at Battlefield, it took Battlefield Four took like what a year, year and a half before it finally started playing smoothly. So, uh, and same thing happened with The Sims, I believe. And this is, yeah, it, it's kind of a common thing nowadays. We 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 kind of expect these games to release with bugs now and then to just be patched. So, have you um, have you got that like? jumping animation bug in dragon age where it looks like you're just kind of oh my god yeah like you're floating oh, yeah. and you just i'll be talking to somebody i'll press a to talk and they'll just be like just sitting there <laughs> dancing and i'll run outside i'll still be dancing it's, yeah it's crazy it's funny because like we're so used to little bugs like something like that you're like yeah it'll pass like i'll just walk around for a little bit like this but the like, games are having like like bugs right now it's just a game breaking bugs that are a bitch like when i played rivals and i lost you know multiple like 
progress of hours, those kind of glitches are not acceptable in my opinion. Exactly. That's a big deal. If I, if for instance, I started playing the Witcher in a couple months and I lost a few hours of gameplay, I would probably never play it again. Like that is unacceptable to me. No way, no way in hell. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Those. I don't those mind running in place, but that's, that's <laughs> different. For a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, any other glitches I can think of, man? Not glitch. I mean, I deal. I don't like things like screen tear. That bugs me more than a glitch. Um, Is it? I, you can literally see the tear going up and down the screen because I I heard that. Because this, all right, the um, Xbox One version is not locked. The frame rate's unlocked. PS4 version is locked at 30 frames. The Xbox One version can jump anywhere from the high 40s all the way down to the low 20s. And I heard that can be pretty, pretty jarring whenever that is happening. And that, along with the um, scaling from 900 to 1080p, those two things combined can probably create some pretty interesting artifacts on your screen. I would say that the scaling of resolution doesn't bother me. You might go to an area that's not as sharp, but it's very, it's very, it's not, it's usually when you're around a lot of trees or something. The, 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 um, the resolution in The Witcher doesn't bother me at all, man. It, it's such a beautiful game, a well-made game that none of that even, does, that doesn't bother me right now at all. It, it, when, when you're moving around and in frame rate, like the frame rate, like when you're, when any game when I'm panning over and the frame rate's a little jumpy, it just, it bugs my eyes to a point where I feel a little sick. You know, I have a buddy like that. He he cannot play any first-person shooters because every single one makes him motion sickness. If he's gonna, if he like, for instance, Killzone, he would literally take Dramamine and then play Killzone just so he didn't get in motion sickness. Uh, maybe maybe you got a little bit of that going on. Maybe you have some inner ear uh, imbalance or something. Do you feel like when you're walking, you may just fall over? Every once no, 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 no. What it is is once I once I'm concentrating on something. I tweak on that dude to my mind just like here let's let's see if it's still there let's see if it's still there let's see if it's still there like same thing with screen tear man like i always like constantly looking for it once i know it's there yeah you're just ocd as hell huh yeah that, exactly man that's with that's, the, you went through several tvs several computers yeah you you got it you i i i'm only saying this because i'm the same way man i yeah, completely dude, I, understand I what I really do. computers in a month like i literally bought one <laughs> and upgraded to another one then I, and i said why am i settling with an i5 i might as well just get the i i7 dude they didn't have the i7 so what i did was i ordered it at best buy and then i went with my computer i have and then i'd like let me cancel that one but i want to buy this one and trade it for that one like I'm fucking, <laughs> my mind is here's how bad i am man all right picture this it's 11 p.m my wife and i are snuggling on the couch for just halfway through a movie it's a great movie suddenly i grab the remote pause the movie turn the lights on grab my calibration disc and i will literally sit there and (laughs) calibrate my tv in the middle of the movie i do that it just looks not right to me and it will drive her crazy but i'll do it I do it, man. I, I, I change. I, I fuck with my settings on my TV every time I play a different game or watch a different yeah. movie. I yeah. feel like I can get it to look better. But all, all, I do is, all I do is waste an hour. And then I don't pay attention to the movie because if I let it run while I'm trying to do it, like I've just realized that I've missed a half hour of a movie. Yeah, suddenly your movie's not as good because you're not watching the movie anymore. You're watching <laughs> the TV. I, I do that, though, too. I, I just stop. Like, it's... Oh, dude. It's, with the TV I have right now, it's not as bad. Like, I... But the, I've had TVs where 
shit yeah dude it's it's bad or like i'll do the same thing with a phone i'll start picking my phone up and looking at oh, my facebook man. and then i'm like oh shit now i gotta rewind this and then but yeah, yeah. Ah, it's a struggle man it's a struggle, struggle. It's a struggle. that's because I, I have adhd and i'm pretty sure of it and i never got treated for it yeah yeah I, mean, I just had you know i i literally i spent an entire day one day just calibrating my tv throwing as many types of media in there as possible games dvds blu-rays uh screen marrying my uh pc and i did everything and I, I just found tried to find a happy medium between all of them that was somewhat tolerable and since then i said i'm just done i'm, I'm never going into my tv settings again and and so that's what i've done and i just and that that has helped a lot man it's it's helped me actually play and enjoy games rather than just look at the game and look at my tv while i'm trying to play the game it's so distracting it is but it's the difference between one game to the next might be such a different big difference that you're like i feel like i have to do something <laughs> yeah, like or sometimes i'll convince myself that the tv's fucked up like is my tv like getting bad like because this looks worse than the last thing is it is it losing its quality like i feel like tvs lose quality over time which is probably not true or it could be i have no idea exactly you know it's like when do we know if it's our tv or if it's our game or if it's our console that's acting up i have this fear that my xbox one is not as good as everyone else's xbox ones <laughs> yeah i feel like it, i got like a lemon in that every time i see an artifact or glitch in the game it's just because my xbox one in particular sucks compared to everyone else's Yep. And I don't know if that it's the, if that's even a thing. Like, are some Xbox ones better than others? Does some process a little more efficiently? I realize it's all the same, but what if mine has a little weld on the chip that's not welded properly, and and it's not quite as good? You know, how are we ever to know these things? I feel you, man. I totally feel you. I'm trying not to tweak on, tweak on it. Now, the more yeah. I talk about it, the more I just want to go calibrate some and shit. And that is why I haven't bought a gaming PC yet, dude, because that takes that shit to a whole other level. Man. It does, man. Now you have to worry about graphics cards and power supplies. And, <laughs> and is, this mother, is this motherboard up better? Do I have to link two? Should I, should I SLI or crossfire these two graphics cards? And yeah. which ones are compatible? And will this fit in my case? Like, I... I over the last three weeks, I've soaked in so much information off so many different websites that I, fuck, dude. I'm okay. Yeah, you're gonna moving pop. on. Oh no, no, we're not moving on. Uh, he also says, "What was he saying about portal table on the pin pinball FX2?" I'm pretty sure Rob will get portal the portal table. And actually, if Scott was on here, he likes he probably would have got it too. He says he buys all the tables on pinball FX. It, for me, it'd just be like every other table where the fall just the ball just falls right in between my paddles. Oh, but, but so, portal though, is it going to fall through? Like, is the portal, is it going to, oh, is your ball going to go? You're right. The, the right ball now. will teleport down in between my pedals. Like a little portal will <laughs> open up right in the middle and the ball will just come out of the portal and right down in between the two paddles. Dude, that's yeah. what would happen. Okay. So let's go to Paul LePage. He says, uh, should game reviews be updated after patches? For example, I've recently been enjoying Assassin's Creed Unity. Its scores mainly suffered due to the horrible state the game was was in at launch, glitches, frame rate, long, um, long load times, and oh, hold on, I gotta push the see more thing, and that stupid face bug. Oh man, there's a whole another paragraph. But but now they managed to fix the biggest part of these bugs. Should reviewers change the score for their original review or at least? updated a bit 
Um, yeah, I mean, we were kind of touching on this earlier, but there, there is a line there. There's a line that needs to be drawn. Little bugs are acceptable, but when you have these big game-breaking bugs where people are diving off roofs and falling through the ground and, and this face bug, all this stuff, it's kind of a little too much. And I'm not sure their score should be changed, honestly. I think they fucked up by releasing a game that was this broken, and they should have to live with the consequences. If, if they fix it, that's great, and it's up to them to to get that out there that they fixed it and to try and uh, put a bandaid on that wound themselves rather than have the review scores changed. So that's, that's what I think. Yeah. I, it, yeah. It's kind of like you ship a shitty product and then you're going to get the score it gets. Uh, I know. So I think it's great that some companies wait for like, you know, destiny and some multiplayer games to wait a little while to put a score on it. Like that's, that's a good way to go about it. Um, usually when I look at scores, I kind of look at the overall Metacritic rather than than like uh, here's the reviewers because sometimes reviewers they look at different games differently than like your. I like to look at the just the general population, like the general like reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's more reliable. That's what I do too. I always look at the user reviews rather than the uh, professional in quotes reviews. Or or when you have like something like. When, something like Mad Max and you see that the reviewers are giving it 98% you're like fuck dude it must be amazing and it was so yeah you when both of those scores are high that's when you know you got gold yeah or you can just go into it like so I don't I don't understand people going to things with super high expectations that are let down I usually I get hyped off of reviews if there's a lot of reviews I get high I go in it with like yeah this is fucking awesome and it usually is but some people go in there with like this this fucking mind-blowing thing like it's going to be the very first drastic park like something has never experienced like and they go in and it's like what oh that was okay like what yeah or the opposite like this uh, no way can it be that good Uh, i refuse to like this and then they don't yeah i knew it would suck (laughs) totally sucked it's like you you didn't even have to watch it you weren't gonna like it from the start I guess I just ride the hype train, man. If if I'm hearing so much praise on it, I'll ride it. If it looks like something interesting Dude, to me. Riding the hype train is fun. Yeah, it's it fun to get excited about things. It's exciting to get excited about things. It's the little things in life, you know, and to get excited about a movie, then you watch it and it's super great. That's, that's, that's one of those awesome moments, you know, yep. why, why live in that negativity? Yep. I get I get super like excited about shit easily, man. I'll come in and oh, hype up something, uh, but I like it. So if you if I'm getting really excited about it, man, uh, it. And, yeah, and if you when it when you get super excited about like a game coming out, and then you you go to work and all your gaming buddies are like, "Oh my god, oh my god, did you guys see that trailer? Holy shit, that looks awesome! I cannot wait! Oh my god!" And they're like, "Dude, yeah, what? I mean, it looks alright, I guess." Like it just blows up in your face, man. Yeah, yeah. Or you try, you know, if you try to watch a trailer on your phone, you don't get the same experience if someone watches it like on a PC or other Xbox, and you watch it, you're like, ah, I don't, I guess, man. <laughs> I guess, whatever. I guess, you know, like, uh, really? Well, some people just like to be dicks. It just makes them feel better about themselves to like downplay which with the experience you just had. Either that or maybe they're just jealous that you're so damn excited and that they're not, you know, because being excited is great. Jealousy is a bitch. It's a positive emotion. 
yeah yeah i think i just get overexcited man i definitely have like a chemical imbalance <laughs> <laughs> we all man there is no balance man we're all just chemically different yeah it definitely is no, is no happy happy place oh yeah so let's go to the very last guy who left a message it's always the last guy to leave messages mr matt wipe can i get matt, a mouse clap can i, I don't get a mouse even clap? know if matt like likes us i just feel like he, he listens because he feels like he has to because now yeah. I, don't know, I work with him i can go did you listen did you fucking listen matt yep. he goes oh oh yeah i did oh that was great i'm like what yes, sir. yes sir yes oh, sir you guys talked about it so much i forgot already <laughs> okay so matt reich's matt reich Matt Reich, Matt Reich, 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 baby, says, I like uh, what Rob say. I like what Rob said about needing a PC gamer on the show, but I'd like to hear some more about some old school games and retro games. I know, blah, blah, blah. We don't need an old school, but Hook had it right when he started to focus on some kick-ass old games and was excited to talk about them. Don't tell me everyone is all about graphics. Where do you think these uh where, fuck I can't read right now I'm going cross eyed where, where do you think games nowadays were expired inspired from? Yes, things look prettier and people want prettier or things look pretty and people want prettier. Pretty rarer. That's a thing. Pretty rarer. And he agrees with that. Uh he says thanks, uh keep up the good work and all that. But uh, okay, that was Matt's question. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh it's been fun. See you guys later. I like I don't like retro retro games. To be honest with you, I don't like going back to the 80s playing Nintendo shit. It doesn't interest me. Interest me. I'll go back five years and play a game, but older than that, man, I can't. I can't connect with it. I, I honestly, I'm sorry, man. I just can't connect with it. It, yeah, same here. I'm, I love old games too. I, you know, I mean, hell, right now I got my 360 on. I'm playing Gears of War, the original, and it's pretty damn cool. But as times change, we get more and more used. We become numb uh, to, to certain visual effects and we need more and more and more to retain that immersion. You know, maybe back in the day when we were kids, we could be immersed in Mario because that was the prettiest thing we had then. Well, now it, it's not like that. Now you go play Mario and you're like, what the fuck is this shit? I mean, it's still fun, but you can't be involved in it the same way you could before. You can't, you can't be emotionally attached to it the same way at least yeah. me and so yeah me you know you the, as far as pretty games go bring it the fuck on i want the prettiest damn game i can play i love it i love taking it all in i love playing the old the new i love it all i like some older stuff i don't i mean but the the problem with older stuff and like the problem with like bioshock the original i tried to go back and play that a little bit is the controls the controls don't they feel like a struggle to overcome for me like i would love to play bioshock the original man but on the xbox 360 the controls were very awkward they, yeah they, they just didn't feel like right they, they you know like now everybody's adapted to that call of duty like controller button setup basically basically it's all call of duty if, it it's, really a, if it's a person if it's a first person shooter it's i mean even halo went the call of duty controls route it just it just took because those controls are so damn good it took a while to for games to kind of settle into what the perfect control scheme is. And I mean, some people still like the weird stuff like bumper jumper and that type of deal, but the vast majority have gotten real comfortable with this particular control scheme. It could just because it just feels natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Feels right. exactly. feels yep. good. 
and like clicking your right stick in to aim to shoot is just stupid. Oh, I hate that. Oh man, yeah, a Rainbow Six man. If you go back and play Rainbow Six Vegas, you gotta click that stick in. I'm always accidentally doing that. I'll get all frustrated and tense when I'm playing online or something, and I mean to shoot from the hip, but I accidentally scope in because I press down on my joystick, some grip in my controller, and then I just get blasted and die. No, I can't stand that. Yeah, so for retro stuff, I like when they redo stuff. I did like playing Mario on the Wii U, which by the way, I sold my Wii U, it's gone. Bye bye Wii U. No more Wii U for you guys. I'm not the Nintendo guy. Nobody on the nobody on our show has a Nintendo, and I feel really bad about that. But uh, there was nothing coming out that I'm interested in except for Zelda, and who knows when or what what's happening with that. So I sold it. I got back what I put into it. I lost about twenty bucks, I think. So it seemed like a fair deal to me. What about Mario Kart Fury Road? Mario, I didn't watch that, but Mario Kart, Mario Kart's awesome. Did you watch it? The, that trailer, that fake trailer thing. No, I just read that news article uh, about it. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. Dude. I, but I mean, shit. As far as old games go, yeah. I mean, lately I've been talking in the. If you've been in our group, you've been following me. You, you've saw that I've stated I really love pretty graphics. Like I'm, I'm not a, a graphics whore because I still play it. I mean, like I just said, I'm playing uh, Gears of War, and it's a it's a pretty game for its time, and I can recognize that. But it's ugly compared to current games. But literally just yesterday, I downloaded a bunch of emulators on my phone, uh, and I'm playing some Primal Rage on there. I got Super Mario, uh, Super Mario 3, you know, uh, Battletoads. I got all these old games on there, and I, I sat there and play them for hours. I love playing those old games. So, yeah, there you go, guys. And we said we're going to do like an hour, hour and a half, and this turned into a normal length podcast, so... <laughs> <It's> usual <laughs> always happens dude it always happens uh, once we get talking but uh, thanks everyone for your questions man keep them coming seriously yeah that was the most we had in one week i think we love it but we still like some emails which i'll probably overlook and not play them and we, but we like some voicemails that would be awesome mm. uh, so uh anything else you want to talk about brink or we'll just wrap it up i think we're good man we covered a lot of topics this week yeah. Yeah, we're, we had a. This is a cool show, man. Wingman and Scott Clark, and then we had Rob around to talk about Witcher, and then now it's just us two. Just it's kind of weird when there's only two people because you can actually get a lot of cross, and you could say a lot of shit, and like you can actually talk. <laughs> yeah, true. And then I mean, when it's just me and you left, and we're both like slightly psychotic, it can get a little crazy. But that's good. That's good yeah. times. I did that one show, just me and Jesus, and we get we said we talked a lot. It was it was pretty cool because you could just rapidly talk between the two people without too much crosstalk mm-hmm. instead of sitting there waiting and then you forget what you wanted to say. Yeah. So that was horrible gamers podcast episode 54. <laughs> so join our Facebook group guys, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash horrible gamers. Leave us a voicemail, 504-475-4497. That is 504-475-4497. Or drop us an email at horriblegamerspodcast at gmail.com or find our YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Do whatever you do there. And also find us on Twitter. We are at, at horriblegamers. That is at horriblegamers. At horriblegamers, you may subscribe to us and follow us. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, speaking of YouTube, you know, if you guys in our group have some cool videos or something you want people to see, share them with us, man. We'll put that on our YouTube channel. 
you know, we, there's only a, a couple of us who are, who are putting videos up and it's been a little slow lately. Um, me, for instance, I've been playing some older games that, that aren't exactly that interesting anymore, but yeah, if you have some cool new gameplay clips or anything like that, just share them to our group. I personally love watching them. You know, it gets me excited to play games and, and, and stuff. So yeah, submit them to us. And I am Sean. You can find me on whatever, as they call me, I am on all platforms, not Nintendo anymore. I'm really sorry about that, guys. But but I have a Steam account. I have a, um, I think, Origin account. And I got uh, Xbox, PS4, all that good stuff, man. You guys find me on there. Follow me. I'll follow you back. We can be friends. Yeah, I'm uh, Brink of Eternity. It's spelled the way it sounds. Uh, add me on Xbox if you haven't. You know, I'm down to play whatever. You know, I'm if I'm in the middle of something, you shoot me a game invite for something else, I'll probably leave and come come play with you. So that's yes. it. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Count Chocula. One cookie. Two <laughs> cookies. <laughs> Near far. <laughs> Now's the part we say Brink, drop the baseline. Drop the baseline. So just in case people are watching, which they're probably not, but I must as well fill in some space. How are you today? I am fine. I am wonderful. I like to play video games. Stand by me. Hmm. Hot deals for gamers and tech enthusiasts. Block and load. <laughs>